stiff arms of crap after <laughs> Draco's match right there. Fighting through contact, fighting through the offensive line, beating the double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to do a football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition, the 53rd edition, I believe it is, of TOJ Film Room. Uh, today we'll be doing a review, or, or I'll be doing a review, <clears throat> on Jonathan Harrison and Robbie Anderson into one show. Um, I will break it up, so if you just want to watch Robbie Anderson, you can watch Robbie Anderson. If you just want to watch uh, Jonathan Harrison, you can just watch Jonathan Harrison. So I'll put those timestamps um, below the show, but it's going to be, they're both a little bit over 30 plays or right around 30 plays. Uh, as usual, you can follow me on Twitter at JoeRB31, where I am putting up a review today. Uh, it's 10.56 now, so I'll be getting a review up of uh, Tremaine Johnson the rest of the day. I don't have work, which is nice. Uh, first day back after vacation, or full day back after vacation, so don't have work, so I'm going to catch up on some reviews. So Tremaine Johnson today, and I still have a bunch of guys left, um, including Chris Herndon, Anunua Winters, Marcus May. Told you guys about James Burgess if you watched that episode, uh, the last episode I put out. Uh, outside linebacker that they signed, I think can push a guy like Copeland or maybe Luvu uh, for a roster spot. And they also signed a, a, a tight end while I was gone and Ryan Griffin from the Texans who started 11 games there. So I started watching his film. I'm a game and a half deep into his film. So I'll do a show on him as well because you know how it is. Um, the usual, uh, the Patreon uh, still have those two supporters. So I appreciate them. Anybody else, like I said, no pressure at all. Uh, but it does support the show with the computer and hopefully getting a backdrop, getting Microsoft microphone first, getting myself maybe a, a new and better microphone to improve the audio quality as best as I can. Um, I'll do some other things maybe. Maybe we'll do some giveaways with some of that stuff. You know, you never really know. Um, but I appreciate the two Joes for being the, pat the Patreons. I put that link uh, below as well. So if you feel so uh, – if you're so – um, I guess if you're a big fan of the show, you could, you could do it. Or if you want to support the show, whatever, I couldn't think of a word, a little bit rusty. It's been about 12 days. I just got back from Ireland, obviously, uh, no ratings and reviews during that time. So we haven't had a rating or review in a little bit, but I'd appreciate that. We're almost at 50. Uh, and like I said, for that 50th person, not, not, not the 50th person, but out of those 50 people, there's going to be some time I'm going to do something random. I'm going to put all those, those, those names. It's like an auto automated, uh, randomizer thing on the computer. And uh, I'm going to either give away tickets or a jersey or a TOJ sweatshirt or something when I get when I get to 50. I think every 50 I'll, I'll do something or uh, depends on you know obviously how big the podcast gets. But the first 50 I'll, I'll randomize those people who wrote the reviews. Um, but other than that, TOJ Film Room, uh, TOJ Space Film, Space Room on iTunes. That's this, that's the place for the reviews. That's the place that really matters. YouTube, the subscriptions matter. So. Uh, if, if you listen on the podcast, but you don't watch on YouTube, if you just go and subscribe, that'd be great. If you just watch on YouTube, but you have an iPhone and you can go on iTunes, search it up, just, you know, hit five stars. That's great. If you can leave a review, that's even better. Um, but like I said, uh, I was away for a little bit. So I think I'm a little bit rusty. We got a plenty of shows left too. this, this next, this next month before the, the season starts a little bit over a month is going to be <clears throat> absurdly, re you know, packed like i said with those those reviews i'm doing with herndon and noon while winters meg burgess and griffin those are the ones on twitter that i that i have to do left there are seven what seven six seven reviews but i still have at least eight more shows to do with today's show leo jenkins show williamson henry anderson show shell herndon show winter show may and noon show 
I'm doing the last show of the reviews will be Johnson, Burgess, and Ryan Griffin. I have a superlatives, 53-man roster predictions type show with X-Factors, comeback players, most inf- most improved, bold predictions type show with uh, Kyle Smith and uh, Scott Mason will most likely join um, us for that. Depends if we can make the schedules work or not. And then we have the off-season recap like we did with Kyle Smith, but this time with Marcus Coleman to get his thoughts because obviously he's here for you know all 17, 18 weeks, whatever, um, of the season. Um, so you want to know his thoughts on the Jets roster before we get into the season. So and, and, you know, the roster, what happened with Adam Gase and McCagnan, et cetera. So uh, we're going to get his thoughts on all of that stuff as well. So it's another show coming up. Um, and just to give a, a little, and I, I guess before I get into the show and, and get into some other Jets, mini Jets topics before I get into the actual film, I'll give a little stra- uh, strengths and weaknesses of Ireland. I, I wrote some stuff down. Uh, it wasn't anything. It was actually about my, 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 on my flight back. I was bored for, you know, six and a half hours. Strengths and weaknesses, and uh, before any Europeans get – well, one, I, I would think the people who listen to this show enough are, are not going to get all salty about it. Um, but I know that Americans are fat, lazy, and rude, so it's not like, <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I would be offended if you said it. Strengths of Ireland. Uh, the views, fantastic. Uh, I said I'll be quick. The bars and the music are awesome. Uh, I figured out about hurling, which if you were in Europe, I guess, uh, it's a pretty cool sport. It's basically like field hockey kind of, or like, like field hockey, lacrosse, you can catch the ball. You can hit the ball over the field goal post or shoot it into the net for like two points, I think. Don't don't quote me on that, but it looked pretty cool. I was actually driving by a park and I saw it, and I uh, had a beer at a bar that was outside and, and watched the game of hurling. It's actually pretty cool. The people are definitely nicer. The, like I said, the views are awesome. Uh, the history in the castles are always cool to see. Uh, history, figuring out about all these different kings and queens and families and stuff. Obviously, there's a lot more history being such an older country than America. Uh, the toilet water is much slower <laughs> in uh, Ireland, which is great because for all the guys out there, uh, the water in America is too high. If you forget to put the toilet seat up, you're getting some drips on the seat. It's just, it's just how it happens. And then you get yelled at by your girlfriend, wife, fiance, family members, whatever it may be. So I enjoy the toilet water, how low it is. Uh, you can pee as hard as you want to those things and you just don't have to worry about anything. So I, I, I'm a fan of that. Uh, the weaknesses, the food, pretty disappointed with it, to be completely honest. Uh, wasn't really much good food there. Uh, the roads are way too skinny, and there are many roads that are two-way roads there. That would be one ra- one-way road there, where like there's entrances and and exits that are literally just wide enough. Like it, the, the same road will be an entrance and an exit, and it's just wide enough for one car, like barely wide enough for one car. So if, if two cars come down the same way at the same time, somebody's got to back them. If there's traffic, they all got to back up. So the roads don't really make sense there. Uh, the showers and how each shower has a three foot step down from the shower. Uh, I don't know if you guys are from Europe, that's like a typical thing, but every hotel I went to, it's like, if your foot's wet, you better take a, take a careful step out of that shower. You're going to bust your ass. And also the whole half glass, half curtain thing where showers in America, we got a full curtain, a full glass or full glass there. They only have half glass. So any water that's tripping off of you or, or, or hitting your head and fall, it falls onto the floor, which is kind of a weird thing. Um, the another thing was too, a uh, weak beer. They had a lot of weak beer. Like the strongest beer I had was like it, it was actually it was a Guinness foreign extra stout, I believe it's called, which was like a seven. But other than that, all the beer are like three point fives to four point fives. I like I like my stronger beers. I like my six, seven, eights. There's times I'll find a twelve. I drank a beer that was fourteen percent. So I like stronger beers. So the the weak beer and there's a lack of selection. A lot of bars you went to, um, they had like four or five things, and that was really it. Um, another thing, a lot of people smoking there, like everybody is smoking and you'll see like, and I, you know, I have a fiance, but whatever, It'd be a really good looking, you know, women, I'm a for women, obviously. Um, and 
they'll be gorgeous. And then they smile and it's like, whoa, like rough, rough. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, I think it's optometrists for your eyes that I saw, but not, I guess not a lot of dentists in, in, uh, in Ireland there. So don't get mad at me. I'm just being very honest. I'm always honest with players. I'll be honest with reviews. Like I said, there's some strong things that I like there and, uh, and some weaknesses, but the other mini jets topics before we get into the, uh, the actual film reviews, uh, the camp starts today. I think veteran report day was today. Uh, the rookie report day was yesterday. Um, uh, practices tomorrow. I don't know what time practice starts tomorrow. I know the jets are practicing a little bit earlier this year. So actually in terms of me and going to camp, the only way I'm going to camp is if I have two days off in a row. Um, so let's say I, I have off Wednesday, Thursday, that camp is on Thursday. I'll go. Uh, reason being the camps are starting earlier. I think they're like eight or eight or nine o'clock in the morning. So if I, if the camp is on Wednesday and I work Tuesday night, I work Tuesday until like four or five o'clock in the morning. So I'm not getting one, two hours of sleep and driving the jets camp. It's just not worth it. I, I need sleep. So, um, every day, every day that they have the, uh, it's the second day of my off, uh, schedule, then I'll, then I'll go, but I'm not, I'm not going to go on a ton of camp, but it does start tomorrow. Uh, I would also like them to get Q signed. That's pretty freaking annoying. They still don't have them signed. It's over like a little bit of crap with the guaranteed money, just like it was with, with Darn last, uh, last year. So I'm hoping to get that done. I don't want Quentin Williams to miss any practice. Uh, um, obviously you need practice. And I also just want to see him at practice and tweets about him and how he's going against guys like Osemele and uh, whoever, maybe even if he starts with the second team, I want to see what he's able to do. So it's pretty annoying that they've had, you know, since April to get him uh, signed. And obviously they had a bit of, change with the front office but i don't think it should take weeks and weeks and weeks even with joe douglas being jammed to to get your number one pick signed it's just kind of stupid uh, another interesting comment from today for watching the gase press conference was that he he basically said that he hopes um that marcus may will be be ready um by the start of of the season or training camp whatever it was he's, he's basically saying like i hope he's ready which is kind of sketchy i should have wrote down whether it was camp or the end of camp or preseason or the season but uh, they look to be being a little bit cautious with Marcus May. It doesn't look like he's full go, and they're they're hoping he could be full go soon. But it's definitely a concern with with the Jets and what they have at safety. Uh, when you're looking at the position, you have you have Adams. But other than Adams, you really have nothing that I love in terms of coverage. Rontez Miles can't cover. Doug Middleton's all maybe all right, but not really. I think he's he's still below average safety in terms of coverage. I think he's better in the box and making tackles. I don't like him as a deep deep half, deep third. Uh, you know, man free and like the cover one type looks. I don't, I don't like that. Um, you know, those looks for for Middleton. You have guys like Brandon Bryant who were undrafted, uh, free agent last year or a supplemental draft wherever he was, wherever he was out of with uh, Texas A and M. So they don't really have depth at safety. So a couple signings I'm still really, really looking for the Jets to sign is a corner for sure. There's still no corners, and I guess they're waiting for camp cuts, things like that. But they really don't have any corners. Like I know that they signed two of those. I forget their names off the top of my head, but the two guys that they signed when um, one guy from the Browns practice squad, whoever whoever that was, and another guy from somewhere else um, with Greg Williams. So he's he's a little bit familiar with one of those guys. But Joe Douglas signed those guys, but they're all like depth guys. Maybe like a six string guy. Maybe one of those guys that makes an unseated guy like a Jeremy Clark. I forget if he's still even on the team. To be completely honest, I, he might have been cut. I don't really honestly care about guys like Jeremy Clark, but you're looking at the guys, even from number one, Tremaine Johnson, you have Perry Nickerson, you have Brian Poole, you have Roberts, but like other than that, and even the two slot guys, Poole is, is inconsistent. He's a buster screen-ish type player. We'll have one good game, one really inconsistent type game. Uh, you have Nickerson who showed a little bit in the Colts game and some other games, but he's still uh, largely 
you know, kind of unknown what he's going to be, even though I think he has athleticism to be a decent slot corner, but you can't bank on that. And then past Tremaine Johnson and Roberts, who is already not a good number one and number two, I think Roberts is definitely a number four type guy. Uh, that, that depth guy that you – a key depth guy, I think he's would be solid there. But as a number two all season, I don't, I'm not really too confident. And then behind that, you have like, you have like Derek Jones um, backing people up. So I'm not a huge fan of the, the corner depth, so I'm looking for them to sign somebody. Uh, also with wide receiver, you have um, – <laughs> I don't know why the hell I always forget the guys from the, Bra- the Bears name. It's almost frustrating at this time. Uh, Bellamy, uh, you have you have Bellamy there at number four, and you have Burnett, at, you know, competing for number four. So, do one of those guys uh, take it? Yeah, most likely. If they don't sign anybody right now, but if you if if you know, let's say Crowder goes down or Nunwa goes down or Anderson goes down, are you really really confident in a guy like uh, Burnett or a guy like Bellamy to to be a really solid guy who's going to be frequently in the lineup because Gase does run a lot of eleven. Um, personnel now you know it, it, obviously that percentage could adjust this year with having some more talent around the around the uh, team you know in terms of running backs maybe he runs more 21 than he ran or even with more tight ends when Herndon comes back you have him and Wesco maybe run more 12 so maybe it bounces out a little bit more than it did Miami where it didn't have really a ton to work with um, in terms of talent so maybe it bounces out a little bit but 11 personnel will still be the, the primary if I had to guess and um, one of those guys playing a significant around amount of snaps. I don't think it's necessarily a good thing. I think they're good depth guys at this point, but I don't want them seeing you know sixty, seventy percent of the snaps, whatever that may be. So I think signing a guy like a uh, Alan Hearns, who just released, who you know first year had like seven hundred yards or a thousand yards, whatever it was, and the next year he had like seven hundred yards. He had a couple of good years with the Jaguars for sure, and then last year he had like three, four hundred yards with the Cowboys. So I think as a depth guy number four, that'd be pretty good signing, or even a guy like Michael Crabtree. Um, who I've said before, who Hearns would be just be, he wouldn't really provide anything that the other guys don't, but I think a guy in Crabtree would be the, more, the, probably the best um, red zone threat that the Jets would have in terms of route running and be on the box guys out, even though he's an older age. So they would play him a little bit sparingly, but getting down in the red zone, having a big body guy who knows how to box out, I think there's something that they don't have right now on their team um, in, you know, in terms of wide receivers. So I would like to see them sign one of those guys and then safety too. Like I was talking about before with the lack of depth of Marcus May's spotty injury history and even going into camp being injured, I think relying on a guy like a Brandon Bryant, uh, Doug Milton, or Rontez Miles will play a significant amount of stat- snaps is honestly um, – it's a little bit irresponsible at this point. I, I, I think with guys out there like Trey Boston, like Mike Mitchell, you have to sign one of those guys. Um, and it would add you know some some – needed help in the secondary because listen uh teams are going to try to spread the jets out and maybe the jets don't want to go and dime all the time but if they can stop start start going and you know dime with four uh corners but if they can go in a big dime with three uh safeties and they have a guy like marcus may jamal adams and then you have a guy like trey uh trey, trey boston or mike mitchell out there instead of putting a guy like perry nickerson or uh Derek jones or whoever it may be out there you know maybe they run some like i said big nickel big dime whatever it may be instead of uh some traditional nickel and dime looks that's that's a positive as well so you could use three safeties you could always use three safeties especially um in nickel and dime situations if you wanted to take a guy like an Avery Williamson you know out uh I'm not saying Avery Williamson's bad in coverage I think he's all right in coverage he definitely has some mental lapses in coverage but if you could replace you know third and 12 if you could replace Avery Williamson with Trey Boston, like you're obviously going to choose Trey Boston or Mike Mitchell to, to play in a coverage role. They're both guys who can tackle as well. So um, those are some signs I'm really, really hoping the Jets make in the next couple of days, next couple of weeks. Um, camp cuts are coming. Maybe they sign some guys, you know, depth receivers or, 
like I said, those safeties, whatever offensive linemen that it, that it may be, but they had to make some more, uh, some more moves. I, I believe going into the season, I don't think this should be the, the final roster um, that they have, but I'm going to pull up some film. So give me two seconds. All right. We start off with Robbie Anderson. Uh, he is 34 plays, I believe. Um, and then Jonathan Harrison's around the same. So it's going to be a nice little hour and a half ish type show. Um, but this is the first touchdown catch of the year for Anderson. First touchdown catch or, uh, you know, throwing for Sam Darnold. And it was actually a ball that was underthrown. It wasn't a great throw at all, to be completely honest. But hesitation off the line. This is just a cloud corner, a corner who sinks underneath in, in the cover two look. Uh, so he's going to try to get a nice little reroute, which he does get a, a reroute. He does go to – he, he has a hesitation. So the guy has leverage outside, so you always want to attack that leverage. If he's going to try to stay outside, um, then he's going to fight hard to stay outside. So widen him out and then get inside. He goes to chop that arm. He misses with the chop. Um, he's still able to, to reduce his body a little bit right there and use his speed to get by. Um, as number 24 uh, isn't trying to carry him. He's just trying to – he's passing him off to the second level. Uh, the safety was late getting over there in the cover too um, because of a pump fake. I forget exactly why it was because of – I know I just did that at Darnold Review, but I forget exactly why the, that safety was late, late getting over here. Um, this should have been an easier throw for Darnold. Like I said, I don't want to make it all about Darnold. But just noting this, obviously you see him how, how much he's a slow up and he lets number 32 – um, catch up where if he threw the ball, he let him another four or five yards. Anderson could have easily caught it because you can see he's looking for the ball to 20 and he has plenty of room on 32. So Darnold makes an easy catch for a touchdown, a harder catch for Anderson, but Anderson's eyes are glued to the ball. Uh, relatively good hand positioning. It might be a little bit wide right there, but he is able to, to you know, obviously haul the ball in and then rip it away, aggressively rip the ball away from number 32. So like I said, Hands are a little bit – you see they're a little bit wide right there. That, that ball, if, if that, that could have almost come between his hands. And you want to catch the nose of the ball, not the middle of the ball. So I like to see a little bit cleaner of hands. But he is able to get his hands on the ball and then obviously rip the ball away and tuck it in from number 32. If he doesn't, then, you know, 32 gets his hand in there. He rips it out as he's going to the ground. Maybe he rips it out, whatever it may be. Um, but he's able to rip the ball away from him. So really, really good hands by, by Anderson jumping up for the ball. Hand placement could be a little bit better, but obviously a really, really good catch from uh, Robbie Anderson on that play. And the next play is a play against the Dolphins. So I didn't, I guess I didn't see much in the, in the Lions game that was worth noting, but this one wasn't, <clears throat> this was just showing some of the lack of strength. Like I said, I, I talked about every play I put up on Twitter. Uh, catches the ball, first and 10. I don't know if it's a comeback or, or a curl, but a back breaking route. The ball is very, very loose. And this is where you see some of the strength coming come into play right here. And I'll show it from the different view where you can see how loose the ball is from um, his body right here. You see how far that is off. You really want to tuck into your body and right there, completely away from your body. Um, it's not in a good position at all. So he never saw Kiko Alonso coming from behind him. Gets punched out and Kiko is able to uh, recover that ball. But like I said, you can see it right here, how loose that ball is when he gets hit. So better ball security is needed there. Uh, that's some of the plays where the strength comes into to play um, with Robbie Anderson and the lack of strength that he that he shows. So, and the next play is against the uh, Dolphins again. We have a couple plays versus the Dolphins. Then we get into the Jaguars game. I forget. There's some games I just didn't record. And honestly, I was watching all the players that I have reviews on all at the same time. So, like, I would watch a rep and see if anything stood out. So I wasn't. There's most of the times where 
Um, it really depends on what I'm trying to do. But like Griffin, I went through and watched all of his games individually. Or Burgess, I went through and watched all of his games individually. But when you're watching all the guys at the same time, I'm trying to watch Anderson and Nunwa, Winters, Shell, um, you know, whoever the running back may be all at the same time. You can kind of get a little bit distracted, to be completely honest. So maybe that's a little bit lazy, but I didn't want to go through these seasons 16 times. So I watched them all together at one time because I knew I would do reviews on all of them. Um, Anderson's on the top of the screen. Uh, right here with a reduced split, a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage, or not the line of scrimmage, but to the box. And he's going to pass the to cover two look. And it, he passes that cloud corner, could be a safety, but that curl to flat. And he uses a, dy a dino stem right here, which that dino stem is you're just, just going to break your route, your stem, a couple of steps outwards uh, to show like you're going to run a corner and then you break it back inside. So you see how he, how he easy to bend outwards right here. I refer to that as a dino stem. So use that dino stem and he actually is open right here. He just doesn't get hit. So this is, I'm just showing some of the plays that he was open um, that he was not hit for, you know, early in the season that Donald most likely would have hit him here later in the season. Yeah. It's not an easy throw. It's a, it's a 35, 40 yard throw, but if Donald puts it low and inside, not too far inside and not too hot, not, not with too much air, um, for this other safety to to get there, but this is a play that he he was open, and like I said, I I like the the dino stem that he was used, and you know, was was this his own route running? Was this design that he was running a dino stem? I'm not necessarily sure, but regardless, it, you're showing another example of some more uh, route running that Anderson can do, where people a lot of times say he's just speed. He's not just speed. I'll show it in this in this review. He does have some some uh, little techniques about his route running that are a little bit more nuanced um, than he's that he developed you know in his last couple of years that he didn't necessarily have in his uh in his first year and um like I said just showing it for some people who think he's just this uh this this burner which for the most part yeah he is um a burner but he does have like I said some more nuances to his game we talked about this play with Donald I don't have to talk about it again with Donald it's a terrible decision Rob Anderson comes on the hitch widens out a little bit looking for that open space Donald doesn't see the cornerback uh, breaking out right there and this cover three look in the curl to flat and Anderson just saves him from a touch uh, from a from a, honestly what could be a, a pick or maybe even a pick six to be able to break Anderson's tackle so I like Anderson not giving up on this play um, playing some some cornerback right here like I said not the biggest play um, in the world but I like to highlight it that he you know didn't just give up on the play even though it was a bad a bad rep and this is the one of the plays where they put Anderson in motion again this is helping Donald um, identify uh, for the most part zone coverage it doesn't always have to be um, a zone coverage and I forget exactly what I labeled this this defense it it was most likely a, a cover three yeah, it looks like a cover three to me and you're just going to have this the curl to flat carry um, Anderson because there's no other number three threat and he sees Anderson coming open on this on this post wheel concept and this is a play where, again, later in the season, Donald most likely most likely sees this that Anunua's sit route, post route, or post route that he had option to sit created like a natural rub on that uh, corner, trying to get out into the curl to flat. And Anderson is open right here. Uh, you have this you have this corner playing over top of Anunua um, and inside, so he's not going to be able to recover. And this this guy is. He has a yard on Anderson vertically, but horizontally, Anderson has a good three, four yards. So Anderson's never, he's not, if you lead Anderson here, he's not going to get caught. I don't care who the corner is in the NFL. Uh, Anderson, there are, yeah, there are maybe one, two, three, four 
you know, corners who are faster than Anderson, maybe guys who are six straight on the depth chart who I never heard of. But with this leverage, there's nobody who's going to catch him uh, in full in full stride if he's healthy. There's just no way. So you'd like to see Darnold lead him up the sideline, you know, hit him at the 30, uh, 35 yard line, whatever it may have been. But he he was missed deep here for uh, what would have been, like I said, in stride at a 90, uh, what, uh, 93 yard touchdown or so. So. Oh, that's just one play. Like I said, he was missed deep a, a lot this uh, last year. So another play. Um, let me see this one. Okay, so Boye's in man on the bottom of the screen right here against against uh, Anderson. Anderson has a reduced split again. He's pretty tight to the to the box. Um, he's on the line of scrimmage, and off the line of scrimmage, Boye used that that quick jam. And I'd like to see, honestly, Anderson be more ready for the snap, for the, for the hand right here. Uh, you can see he's looking inside. He's not really ready for the hand. And the first step is kind of backwards. Like he uses that get even technique where your feet even out and you, that, that allows yourself to cut uh, one way or the other where you're here. You can't, you can't really cut to the right as quickly because your hips are open to, to the outside or to the left in this situation. So um, use a get even um, to allow yourself to cut either way if they're going to press like that, but you want to be ready for that hand. So you can see that the hand catches him, and then he, he is able to wipe it away right there. So so decent hands as he's able to wipe it away, reduces his, his uh, body, ducks his shoulder. Like I said, you don't want to give him that, that, that chest. You don't want to give him the shoulders. So <clears throat> lowers his body, reduces the contact point, and is able to just run you know by him. Looks like there was some hand fighting right here a little bit. Randerson might have pushed off a little bit, but that's fine. Um, in this scenario, and he does get by um, Boye. It doesn't get the ball doesn't get thrown him. This is a play that Donald missed uh, Powell over the middle because of bad footwork. But he actually did draw a holding a holding penalty right here. So even if the ball was picked, it it would have you know went back and that would have been a first down anyway because of the holding call. But he said be a little bit more ready for the snap or for or for the uh, for the quick jam right there and. You'd like to see his hands a little bit more ready as well. You see his hands are pretty low. You'd like to see the hands are a little bit more of a of a waist level area, but like I said, wipes it off, ducks his shoulder, runs right by him. Listen, you can get a press on him, but you better you, you better be able to run with him if he if he wipes that hand away because, like I said, um, even with the holding call in this scenario, Anderson wins. It's if if you lead him here you're over he has that yard and that yard is just going to become a two yards or three yards there's not many corners we're gonna be able to keep up with him and in the nfl especially deep this is you're winning you're definitely winning in this a scenario donald does not you know doesn't hit him but um a good rep from rob anderson right there all right i have a couple plays here in a row that are actually uh pretty exciting Honestly, for for Anderson, and this is like probably his best like stretch of like five or six plays that I'll that I'll put up, um, that were actually really good, really good, uh, you know, route running. Um, to be completely honest, and he beats Ramsey right here, and Donald just he misses him outside, but he is in. Let's see if it's uh. Okay, so so you have uh, you have cover three robber. Yeah, you have cover three, or sorry, cover three buzz right here, and Ramsey is in that deep third safety or deep deep, uh, deep third corner roll in this in this cover three, 
And Anderson does a good job of attacking his leverage. As you could see, he has a good yard of, of room from the bottom of the numbers, and Ramsey is pretty much on the numbers. So he's inside leverage, um, meaning he doesn't necessarily want to get beat inside. And even if he does want to get beat inside, you're trying to mix it up. You always want to, you always want to attack them to make them feel uncomfortable. And you can see as Anderson bends his stem a little bit more towards uh, Ramsey, so you attack that leverage. He's not just, he's not just coming outside like, like uh, you know, Ramsey wants him to. So he attacks him, he attacks his leverage, takes that, that left foot and stabs and, and releases upfield. So what Ramsey's thinking right now that he's stemming towards me now, he's breaking upfield. Oh, he's going to try to beat me on a nine route right here. And because of, because of Anderson's stem, like I said, attacking him, making him feel a little bit uncomfortable and then changing at this last second for just a few steps makes Ramsey feel, okay, he's going deep. As he thinks he's going deep, he opens his hips and gets ready to run deep. And that gives Anderson enough room. Like I said, this is this is not just oh oh he's a deep threat. This is a little bit of this is a little bit of him getting afforded a better opportunity because he's a deep threat and 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 uh, Ramsey being a little bit scared of his deep speed because um, he's burned he's burned the Jaguars before um, and they watch him on film. They're not stupid. They know how fast he is. So uh, it makes Ramsey open up. And as he opens up, Anderson takes one two th- like let's let's see here. One, two, three, like three stop steps and then like two, three gather steps. So right here, could he have been faster out of the break? You know, yes, but also you don't know how skinny he is. Um, and you're committing full deep and you're running that fast. is also harder to look how, fa- look how fast he's moving. He's not, he's not running slower here. So when you're running this, this quickly, um, it is harder to stop. But you no, know, he's not the – he doesn't take two, three stop steps like a guy like um, – you know, Antonio Brown or Julio Jones do and then take very little gather steps and get out. So is the top of this comeback route a little bit rounded right here? Uh, yes, for sure it is. But he also, he also, his stem was very, very good. And you see the top of the, the route right here too, his left arm, you see the left arm push off just a little bit. You can get away with that as a receiver in the NFL. So um, he attacks them well with his, with the leverage, like, like I said, with the stem push off. It wasn't an absurd amount of, of stop steps, one, two, three, and then some gathers at the top right there only two gathers and he didn't get his hips out really, really quick right here. But like I said, because he used a good stem, he gave himself that, that uh, two, he created two yards of separation for Ramsey right here and Darnold misses him um, outside. So should, should he have caught this? Probably to be completely honest, you'd see where you see one middle mid on that. You would like to see him be able to curl that in and, t- and tuck it into his body, but you'd also like to see a better throw from Darnold. So a good route right there. He beat Ramsey. That's Ramsey's watching that. He's not. He's not happy about that rep. There's no way. Um, and I have another play of him beating uh, Ramsey deep, which is on this play where Ramsey is in man coverage on him, and Anderson just releases off the line. He's he's against off man coverage. Who's you know he's seven yards off. Anderson stems him deep, and he uses another good uh, another good route stem. As you can see, he he gives him almost like a like a like a double rocker um, and which I, you can, I think I can call it actually a double bam as well, but um, he stabs, you know, inside then outside. So he gives him like a rocker here and then he, he there's a, another rocker. So he stabs inside and then rocker. And that's a rocker step right there where you're going to right. Oh, I'm sorry. Right here where he's giving like the, he's breaking off. The, he, he's giving the impression he's breaking off this foot and instead of just breaking off that foot, he then uh, 
you know, plants hard on that right foot and then, and then gets up field. So if you're not watching on YouTube, it's a little bit harder to explain what a rocker step is, but it's, it's almost like a fake step where if I want to stem at you vertically and I'm going to plant hard off that left foot, you're going to break, you're going to break, uh, you know, the direction of my opposite of my left foot. So if you know, if you're breaking off your left foot, you're going to the right. So I'm giving you that impression. I'm breaking off my left foot, going to the right, but then instead of breaking it and, and it, you know, going hard to the right side or hard backwards, whatever it may be, I'm going to now throw that right foot out and then, uh, you know, burst up field, burst in the opposite direction. So that's a, that's a rocker step. So it's almost like a false step kind of, and he, he almost, he uses like a, like a double rocker step right here. Um, and people say, Oh, it's a wasted movement, but I don't, I don't think it was necessarily a wasted movement because that first rocker step, he's getting Ramsey to hesitate and he's getting him to lock his hips. Um, so I'm completely fine with that. He, he, he wins here. So I don't think it's wasted movement and Donald throws the ball. I think it was like 67 yards, but it was too far. And he, again, when you're winning this far deep, this is now, would he have gotten a touchdown? Maybe not. Maybe he, maybe as he's tracking the ball, maybe slows down a little bit and Ramsey's able to get his legs, whatever it may be, but he beat Ramsey here for 60 yards or so. Um, who is considered wildly one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, who by the way, showed up today in like an armored truck because he wants his contract and he wants his money. And he had an announcer come out with a, with a microphone and saying, uh, you know, he's the best cornerback in the NFL. And, uh, He's so good that he like breaks up self self service or something really stupid like that. That was ridiculously cheesy. I don't like that stuff. I, you you draw attention to yourself. Be like, oh, if people don't like this or or, or or whatever. You need to get a life. It's like, dude, yeah, I get it. If you like the WWE and you like cheesy stuff and and fake wrestling, then I, I get that you might like that type of stuff. Or you, if you like soap operas and and crappy shows, like it's just so cheesy. You're in the NFL. You're a grown man, and you're showing up in an armored truck with a, with an announcer. To, to get you out of the truck like I don't know that's not my style you know maybe maybe I am the old guy get off my lawn but get a I don't know get a life it's kind of stupid I, I thought it was really really dumb to be completely honest but like I said uh maybe I'm just a maybe I'm just a dick but that that's that always possible <laughs> I just thought it was really really dumb I don't know I'm, I'm 26 years old I just not a big fan um you have Harris on this play, who's playing in, he's playing off coverage, but it's, it is a zone look. I forget exactly what it was, but this is another route. This is actually a really, really good route that um, Anderson uses. And, and then, you know, mainly because of the stem, this is why he wins. Uh, he sees the, the off zone coverage. At first, he stems vertically at Harris. He breaks inside, peeks for the ball, that peak technique. And because he he breaks inside, looks for the ball. Harris is thinking, okay, skinny post, post. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this pick, or maybe maybe it's a you know a stop route that brings Harris's eyes inside, as you can see right here. So he's as he sees him come uh, break off his right foot to go inside, and he sees Anderson peek inside. What do Harris's eyes do? Harris's eyes now go inside as well. Harris tries to to play the inside right here, and now he's in oh shit mode as Anderson plants hard off that left foot. He stems him vertically right here. So like I said, he's in no shit mode. He's gonna try to he's gonna try to do like a like a speed turn right here, um, and or a speed well, a speed turn if he was to get outside of him uh, and and break vertically. But he's in no shit mode. You think he's he, Anderson's gonna beat him deep? So Anderson stems at him and stop steps. No, I, so with this one, I like to see him commit more fully to the break, like at the top right here. But like I said, vertically inside peak technique get Harris in oh shit mode as in oh shit in, in in that oh shit mode you're playing to the oh shit mode where now instead of just you know instead of just going like this and then now breaking outside because now if he was breaking outside uh Harris would, would break outside and he wouldn't open up his hips but because he stems him vertically 
he starts to open up. You see how his hips open. So if here, it's going to be easier to break outside. You could speed turn. You could, if you could get your foot, you know, inside and, and, and T-step and then get outside. But because he stems out him vertically for another couple steps, he gets him to open his hips, you know, even more. Um, and then he uses, like I said, one, two, three, like three, no, like two stop steps and then a break step. So two stops, break, drive, catch, line. Yeah, so I'll let him commit more fully to the break. You see how his, how his, his chest isn't really fully over his legs. So what this is doing, you're kind of, your body's working in two different ways. So when, you, when, you come, when you're coming out of your breaks like this, I want to see his, his shoulders more over his legs, which would lead to him breaking faster. So you see how his upper body is kind of going outside while his legs are going forward. If, if you're breaking, get your full body into that break. So let him get a little bit more into his break, but again, it wasn't a bad break. It was a little bit rounded, but he burned. He beat Harris bad here, as you can see. Uh, he, he breaks his ankles and makes him almost fall to the ground for an easy catch. So I'll play it in full speed. This is a real, this is a really good route. Um, this is not just deep speed. Like I said, with that, with that stem, with the multiple, multiple breaks, break inside, break vertically, break outside. That's, that's a good route. Uh, and as you can tell, Harris, again, is, you know, we're just looking at Boye, who he beat, who's considered one of the best corners. You're looking at, um, you know, Ramsey, who's, con who's considered one of the best corners. Now you're looking at Harris, who's considered one of the best corners. He's not doing this against scrubs. I'm showing it against these type of guys for a reason as well. So now against Roby, who is not one of the better corners in the NFL, um, he beats him deep here with just a hesitation. That's really all this is. Again, Roby is – he gets into an instant backpedal. Um, Anderson attacks that outside leverage of Roby, and he slows up in his route too, as you can see that hesitation. So here he's getting Roby to the oh shit, you know, get into that backpedal. Sorry for the cursing, but I call it oh shit mode. So I, I apologize. Oh crap mode, maybe I'll call it. I don't know. If, if people have a problem with it, you know, message me or something. If you're listening with your kids or in the car or whatever, um, but it just is what it is. So stems at him fast first. You see how his shoulder comes up right here? The shoulders come up and he gives the, 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 the two-step hesitation. That freezes Roby. So now Roby thinks, okay, maybe he's breaking inside, maybe he's breaking outside because his shoulder comes up. Shoulders coming up means means a break. Um, if you were to break inside, outside, back, whatever it may be, you have to have, obviously watch for double moves, especially with a guy like Anderson. Because if he gets you to freeze like he does to Roby here, we could see he thinks Anderson's gonna uh, gonna break. You see how he's going. To, he, his body language changes from a back pedal to now he's leaning more forward, getting ready for a break. And Anderson just beats him inside. So that stem outside gives him room inside and also freezes Roby. And he, he beats him bad. That's, that, that is a, by a mile in the NFL um, for the, what is it, a 70-something-yard touchdown, let's say. I don't know if he's on the line of scrimmage or not, but at least a 75-yard touchdown right here. Um, really good route, again. And this is just this, – that, that's just speed. But it's speed paired with him attacking leverage and giving hesitation with the shoulders coming up. So – it's not just, oh, he just ran by him. You have to know how to beat him deep as well. You can't just run you know, uh, straight ahead and, and beat guys. That's why you don't see a guy like John Ross producing a lot. You have to still know how to uh, be able to run routes, and um, I'm showing that Anderson can run routes. So next play, uh, this is another touchdown this game where he beats uh, Roby, and this was more just, just speed. And, and it's a little bit of hesitation right here. You can see his shoulders are more down. This was more slight in the last play. But the first five, like first or five or so yards, he's stemming him 
outside because Roby is outside. He's making him uncomfortable. His shoulders come up now. Stabs inside. Again, Roby is still trying to open. Roby freezes for a quarter of a second. That quarter of a second and him only being, you know, three yards of, of cushion or, or giving Anderson three yards of cushion. Anderson bends it outside. You can see him hand fighting right here. You like the hand fighting. He's preparing for that out that outside hand because he knows it's coming as he's coming to that contact window. He's able to, you know, chop it, wipe it away, keep his chest clear. So right here, if Anderson doesn't use that hand, which again, good technique. If Roby gets his arm inside of Anderson right here, then he's able to obviously push Anderson and kind of propel his body in front of Anderson. And then Roby most likely cuts off this, this route um, because he did give himself three yards of, of separate or uh, cushion. He's able to open up, but because Anderson wipes it away, chops it away, Anderson then, then able to clear him. And he does a good job. Like I said, using his hands while he's tracking the ball, tracking the ball, tracking the ball, looks it in good for the most part. looks like tight hands. He catches the nose of the ball. You see, he catches the nose of the ball, not the middle of the ball, not the back end of the ball. Catching the nose of the ball, good hand positioning. Um, looks the ball in, good tracking of the ball. And let's just talk about game of inches in the NFL. It's a game of inches, but um, it's even centimeters, honestly. It's a game of millimeters. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's such small margins of difference that make a really good play versus a really bad play um, a lot of times. But um, really, really good route, again, by, by Anderson's speed, hand fighting, knowing where to stem. So good play. All right, next play is against the Indianapolis Colts. <clears throat> Let's see what this one is. Okay, yeah, so this is first a slant. Um, so a few negatives and a few positives. Uh, now, like being really picky, I like to see him more ready in his stance. You see he's pretty high up and his, his arms are a little bit down. Now, he is facing off coverage, so I'm not so worried about the hands, but when you're not low out of your – when you're not low in your stance, this is what, what, what happens because of it. You see how it's a coil up right there to release – um, so you want to be low and ready to, to step right off the bat. But so Anderson, this guy's, I don't, I don't like this guy's technique. Um, he is low. His hands are, are low, which is not good. I'm talking about in terms of the cornerback, if you're not watching the show, uh, he's like two and a half, three yards off, which to me is no man's land. I don't like that. You can't really press him. You can't look at the quarterback. So I don't like it, but for Anderson, Anderson goes across over. You see, it was a crossover, um, right here at the beginning. He's going to try to get inside, but he's just going to throw that one uh, step outside and then break inside. But as the corner kind of gets into a backpedal, um, Anderson stems him vertically. So he goes across over, but he sees that he is releasing deep. Um, and listen, oh, well, why doesn't he just win inside right there? Because if he, if he opens deep, he's, he, he, he can be able, he's, he's going to be able to recover from this position, number 27. Even though it's a slant, slants are hard to recover on, but he might be able to recover. So at this point, if he just went inside, um, he might win, but he gives himself even more separation by stemming at him and then doing it again. So he, he gives himself a less contested catch where, like I said, if he crosses over here, yeah, maybe he wins, but it's probably more of a contested catch. So I like how he goes to like cross over, stab outside and, and go inside, but he sees the, the leverage and how the defensive back is playing it. So then he stems at him outside. Like I said, you see the little bit of a bend outside because he does not want to get beat outside. Gets low break drive and he gets inside for the slant now let's see a cleaner catch right here um but he, he gives himself so much room where he uh 
he doesn't need to make a really clean catch. But, you know, just in terms of people trying to punch the ball out, hits after the catch, you want to see a cleaner catch. You know, he doesn't know if his safety is coming over the top right here. So, you see, I was, I'm fine with the overhand, underhand right here. This is, this is where the ball is more in an awkward position. I would say probably overhand for this because it's too high to be, to be an underhand type catch, and it's, and it's the back hip. So, this is definitely an awkward spot for receivers when the ball's in that back hip on a slant. Um, so, let's see, overhand. But you see his hands are too wide apart right here, and the ball hits him in the chest first. Oh, it's kind of like, like simultaneous, but uh, you don't want to see necessarily that catch. But he is able to, to haul it in and gets an easy, you know, 20, 25 yards or whatever it was. He's not going to break many tackles. He's just not that type of guy. Um, so and I've heard – it's funny. I heard people actually relatively recently talking about him being a guy who they want to see him get yak more. I, I get yak. If Listen – if he's going to beat you on a post 25 yards in that field, you're chasing from behind. Yeah, he's the best yak guy the Jets have. But if there's guys in front of him, he has to change his angles and then break tackles and, and maintain his balance. There's no way. He's just way too skinny. People say he's 180, 185. I do not believe that for a second. I think he's like 165, 170 playing weight. Um, he is super, super small. Look at his legs, his arms are tiny. Um, so this is a play against, I don't know what the defense is necessarily right here, maybe cover two cover two, cover six, whatever it may be. This is where – this is actually a good play from Anderson. Uh, I didn't like this play from Darnold just chucking this ball up. It was like first or second down right here, and the Jets were not really down. I believe it was like 10 to seven, like the Vikings were up like 10 to 7 in the game, or maybe the Jets were up 10 to 7, whatever it was. I like how Anderson high points the ball. Um, you can't see – it goes out of the screen, but you see his hands are coming up in that diamond formation I always talk about. If you listen to me like I'm playing like a Jet, exit with quick hits this show, whatever show it may be. I'll shout out my uh, – I don't know how active Sherman has been on uh, the TOJ film. Maybe i got to check that out. I don't know. Um, but I'll shout out Sherman's show, the uh, NY Jets fans podcast. I went on there twice talking about the offense and then talking about a bunch of random stuff. But uh, good hand pushing right here. Good high point of the ball. Good job looking the ball in. Now this is where some of Anderson's you know lack of strength comes in where he gets the ball ripped out going to the ground. But, oh, there you can see it. See that diamond? That's what I'm talking about. Now, they separate a little bit at the top of the diamond, but he does go up at first with that diamond. You like to see him maintain that diamond a little bit more because the ball does – he still ends up catching the, the, the nose of the ball. But like I said, I would like to see him a little bit cleaner. Um, and Anderson only has one hand on it right here, whereas his form is, like, slightly on it. And you're going to see that uh, Smith, you know, is able to rip the ball out right there. So that's some of the lack of strength. But good job by Anderson. Good, good fight right there with, with Harrison Smith. I'm not going to give him a negative on that play. Just kind of showing some of the lack of strength um, that he has. But it would have been a fantastic catch if he made it. I'm not going to really give him a huge negative for not catching that ball because it's not an easy ball to catch. Um, this is another play where Anderson wins deep. The ball is overthrown. Like I said, it happened many times early in the season. He was getting hit more at the end of the season. But if you don't think this guy is a, one of the top depth, deep threats in the NFL – um, and as a guy who could easily could have surpassed a thousand yards, even if he had a better Sam Darnold last year, if he had a better Josh McCown the year before, if he had a better Ryan Fitzpatrick, he was a guy I think could have been a three thousand. Uh, uh, you know, in those three years, could have accumulated three thousand yards easily. So, um, I can't see the entire field, so I don't necessarily know what this. This could be one of those like, cover three weird looks. But regardless, uh, Rhodes is responsible for Anderson right now. And Anderson did the same thing he did against Roby on this play. So he's going to stem at – he's going to stem at him. So he's going to – you always want to chase – you always want to chase the, the hip. So he's chasing the hip, chasing the hip, chasing the hip. And 
do you see how his, his shoulders are down at the first part of his stem then his shoulders come up right here that in, that indicates four corners break like i said and you could see how how Rhodes hesitates right here and, and he kind of comes up so you, you see at first he's in a backpedal backpedal and you just see that slight hesitation right there it's hard to do, it's hard, it's hard to show the hesitation in slow motion but you, you'll see the hesitation right there that hesitation gives Anderson enough room. So the, the stem and the hesitation uh, he, he does frequently gets guys a lot because if you don't, if you don't get that hesitation, he's going to beat you short because you're giving so much room deep. And if you, if you are going to hesitate, he's going to, he's going to, uh, you know, give him that, that, uh, that room deep. So, or give himself that room deep. So did he burn him here? No, but in the NFL, is this open? You know, yes. And I know Rhodes pulls up a little bit at the end right here, but, and it, the ball was just a yard or two off. So, he beat Rhodes deep right here. I'm giving him the win on that 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 rep definitely. Um, so good altering of the speed, and this is what people talk about. You have to know the difference of when to run, you know, hundred a hundred percent speed versus ninety versus eighty. Because if you're running ninety and you're making it look like a hundred, and then that that ninety becomes a hundred, you burn somebody. If you're running, you know, if you're running ninety, making like a hundred, you're not gonna be able to break. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that one actually, but if you're if you're running ninety, yeah, if you're uh, that's what I was going to say. If you're running ninety, making look like a hundred, then maybe a guy opens up his hips, but because you're running uh, that ten less percent, you're going to be able to break back on the ball easier. So there's there's a lot of reasons to to know how to alter your speed, and that was altering of speed right there. The shoulders coming up, um, giving the impression it's going to going to break and then burning and then turning on the jets, you know, hundred uh, percent and and beating him. So another rep where I I felt that Robbie. Um, one on this, they did, they did get tripped up right here, um, because the ball was a little bit of an underthrow, but you have Rhodes who's a couple yards off. Uh, Anderson is not on the line of scrimmage and all this is, is this is pretty much speed again here where he stems at him, stabs inside. He's, he's using like a, more of like a short stride right here where he's not taking long strides. So like a short stride release. So you can really cuff him anywhere right here, which again, freezes Rhodes for just a quarter of a second. Anderson sees the room outside. He, uh, and just runs right by him to be completely honest. He doesn't really get a hand on. And in my opinion, if this ball is, is it leads him, he wins here. I don't, Rose is not fast enough to keep it up with Anderson. Rose is a good corner, but he's not necessarily a fast corner. So if this ball was led and Anderson didn't let up, you see, where he's looking the ball in. If he could have just kept running full sprint, the ball is right out in front of him, which is a, it's not an easy throw to make, but if he let him right here, Anderson most likely catches this ball. It's an underthrow. Their feet get tangled up. There's no penalty, but they both did come out of the game after this play. Uh, because I guess they they got a little bit banged up, but um, good job, Anderson. That's that 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 was a lot more of a speed, a little bit of hesitation. But let's see this uh, next play versus the Vikings. I had a good amount of plays versus the Vikings, I guess. For a couple for a couple guys, I feel like I played I recorded a lot versus the Vikings. I don't know why. Maybe I was fresh, a cup of coffee, eight o'clock at night instead of like two o'clock in the morning on this one. Um, Oh, I remember I showed this. This was just showing a, the break back to the ball that Anderson has. Like I said, it's not the worst. Like, remember when DK Metcalf, that whole thing came out showing about how bad he was breaking back to the ball where he took like six, seven stop steps? Anderson, like I said, he's not Antonio Brown. He's not Odell Beckham. He's not Jarvis Landry. He's not Jamison Crowder. Um, but his speed gives him that room underneath where I've talked about it many times where he's right here. Corners are not comfortable with Anderson with the shoulders down running deep. They know how fast he is. He's going to get more room. They give him more room right here, which is Trey Waynes. And Trey Waynes is already a fast guy. Trey Waynes starts, start, starts to open up, you know, when he's within five yards. So because he opens up his hips, um, Anderson, like I said, affords himself that, that, that room. Stop step, 
stop, step, stop, step, break, drive, line. So he only took one, two, three. He only took three stop steps. And, yeah, like I said, at the top of this are his hips out really, really quickly. Um, and is his top of the break really sharp right here? No, it's, it, it, is, it is quite rounded. But he doesn't – it's not like he takes, like, six stop steps, then runs around it. He took, you know, two, three stop steps and then gets out of it. He gives himself enough room right here. Uh, nice toe-tap catch right here on, on the sideline. Good awareness of the sideline. Good, good you know, a hands catch right there. And not – like I said, not easy to get your feet in like that. So – um, that's a that's a solid route right there. So that's he, he's good enough in his route running. He's not just you know. Let's see this one. Who is this first? Twenty. Is twenty four Wayne's? Did I just get that wrong? Is it? Hold on. Let me see the back. Or is Wayne's like twenty seven? That's Hill. His name is Hill. So sorry, that wasn't Wayne's on the last one either. Uh, I think Wayne's is twenty seven, maybe. Um, so again, a little bit high up on the snap for me. Has some of that, like that recoil right there in his uh, in his first step because of that, and all he's doing right here is again full speed. He's attacking the leverage of the corner. He's not now. If he was just to go right outside right here, um, the corner doesn't hesitate to to open up or position himself. You know, weave over top, whatever it may be. Um, but because he stems at him, he's he he freezes he, he freezes those hips a little bit. And just take a slight second for Robbie Anderson. So good stem right there, a little bit inside to to freeze him. You see like the slight like like shoulders come up, uh, stutter step right there, and get by. It's a, his shoulders only came up. It's like a little bit of a stab inside right here. That's all it really was. Gives himself enough room outside, and right here, he's able to chop that arm away, or just clear that arm. Now if this ball is led and it's in the back corner ish of the uh, end zone. This is a win for Anderson. He, he most likely wins that, catches a touchdown. Uh, Donald had a bad footwork on this play, I remember, and he puts the ball low and inside. Anderson has to fight back to the ball. Um, and there probably was pass interference on this play, or maybe not. They're, they're both fighting for the ball and positioning themselves for the ball, so I don't think it was necessarily pass interference. But one of the weaknesses of Anderson right here is he was mad about the pass interference, and this is where the ref was standing on the front corner pylon. Anderson picks up the ball, throws at the ref. Can't have that stuff. That's That could result in fines, suspensions, potentially you don't. And so they want that. And if you do uh, do that too frequently in the NFL, you get, you know, the two personal foul penalties, whatever it is, whatever they're called, I think, I think it's personal foul, you get ejected from the game. So uh, you don't want that. We saw Leonard Williams versus the uh, Green Bay game. Or they, actually, they, this pass rush versus the Green Bay game was very, very good at first. And then Leonard Williams went out and the, the game completely changed. And uh, Rodgers was standing back in the pocket clean for, for a while. But um, I'm pausing to get to the next section of plays. Now we get into the – Patriots game as we get a little bit deeper into the season with uh, some games from the Texans coming up pretty soon. Like I said, play 18 out of 34. And then we get into um, the review of Jonathan Harrison, the center. A lot of people actually wanted that. It's funny talking about guys like Mosley and Bell at first. And I mean, maybe not Mosley and Bell, but I was doing guys like Adams and Darnold. Even though I was doing guys like Adams and Darnold, people were like, oh, yeah, but we know what they are. Uh, for the most part, not, well, maybe not, maybe not Donald. It's actually more like Adams, Leo, like stuff like that. And they're like, oh, we want Harrison. So hopefully I was like Harrison. Um, I was a little bit higher on him after watching his film. I'm still not super high on him, but I am more impressed with him after watching his film, even Brian Winter's film, uh, much lower on a guy like Brandon Shell, who I'm hoping Chuma Doga um, can come in and, and 
battle him out and beat him out for a right tackle. Does it happen week one? I don't know. But uh, I don't think Shells are starting right tackle next year. So you have Anderson on the top of the screen. Okay. Oh, yeah. So he's, so he's right here. He's like the point in this uh, – and this trip set to the to the top of the top, to the top of the screen, which is a field side, and he uses um, let's say like a, like a it's a it's a pressure stem to me. Usually pressure stems, I'm gonna call it a pressure stem. So as you can see, he releases off the ball. He gets inside of the corner. who's gonna who's breaking out to the curl to flat. He doesn't obviously want to get hands or slow up his stem. So what I like what Anderson does right here is the pressure stem is you're going to attack their leverage, attack their leverage. Um, and then you, you, you stab inside and then you go and you go outside with the pressure stem, or you can go outside and inside, I guess. But because he, st- he stems at him, like I said, he's, he's starting to feel uncomfortable. Um, and he's breaking, he's, he's going to step or, or kind of get that stab inside. Like he's going to go inside and it freezes the corner's hips for just a second and Anderson is able to get by him. Now, this would have been a really difficult throw for, for McCown to make. He had to step up in the pocket and, and see this here. Uh, now, if he trusted Anderson, he could have, beat, he could have thrown uh, the ball deep, but I'm not going to blame like McCown because I'm not going to kill him for this one. Um, but he did, miss, he did miss Anderson deep. Anderson wins deep on this play um, as well with, like I said, pressure stem. If, if they're playing outside and you want to get outside, that's usually when you do a pressure stem. So he's going to stem towards them. Uh, take that one step inside and then break out, uh, break anywhere outwards uh, on a corner route, whatever it may be. Now, jerk stems, you've heard me talk, I'll just talk about jerk stems as well because I've talked about pressure stems and jerk stems, but I don't know if I've explained it fully yet. Maybe I have, but that jerk stem would be if he's going to do the same thing that he just did, but give that rocker step, that fake step at the top. So he'll come up, he'll, he'll tack his leverage, stab inside, but, but as he stabs inside, which gives you the, the, uh, which like again screws up the the corner kind of like like makes him think he's gonna go inside. He uses that the outside step. So right here, instead of stab inside and then go outside, he would stab inside, stab outside, and then break inside of that. If that makes sense, I'll, I I think I've showed a, a, a uh, sorry a jerk stem before, but this is a pressure stem. Uh, the uh, the uh, the jerk stem. I'll, I'll show it in the future. I think I have already, but. Like I said, in this situation now, if, if Anderson was to step hard with that outside foot after that hard step with the inside foot, he would be uh, that would be a, a jerk stem. So, ball was thrown short. He wasn't hit there. Next play. Oops, I brought the wrong one for myself. Uh, 19. Okay. Which play is this? Again, the McCown. The McCown games are so fun to watch. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, he needs to play this better. Anderson's on the top of the screen right here. He's running a slant um, as he's isolated. And they're playing in man coverage. He could have he could have won this, in, in my opinion, if he played this better. Now, he is playing a good corner um, in Gilmore. But in this situation, Anderson, you know, takes his three to five steps. One, two, three. So, it's a three-step three break, three-step slant. So, like I said, right, one, two, three, or the second second step with that outside foot but what he needs to do right here this is like some route awareness and just some awareness in general if if the guy that you're playing is playing off of you or you're running a slant think about it logistically to get the ball like i said if you're looking at my hands if you're running this slant the guy's playing off and you break 
would you rather go upfield towards a guy or would you rather flatten it out so the guy then has to catch up, you know, as you flatten it out? So um, he, he, he cuts it a little bit too uh, vertically right here, in my opinion. So if he was to cut it flatter, uh, he catches the ball maybe, you know, instead of being at the goal line when the ball is there, maybe he's at the three-yard line, and then he gives himself some room. Um, and with that as well – oh, here's a good example of it. Okay, so break. It's on the sharpest break. It's too vertical. You need to cut it flatter. And the thing with this too is if you know that guy's coming over top, especially a guy like Gilmore is a good corner, he's going to get there, attack the ball. So right here, you know, obviously you don't want underhand. That's not attacking the ball. You need to go outwards. You need, you need to diamond formation right to the nose of that ball, attack it. You, you can't try to catch the ball. You see how you're going to catch the ball like with its chest in his hand, like almost like, like it's like that bucket. Um, so he needs to attack the ball right here. And he needs to – the slant's not the crispest thing in the world. Um, I'm fine with it. He's getting off coverage. But cut it flatter, attack the ball. This can most likely be a near touchdown or close to it. Um, so not the best play from, from Anderson on that play. So let's see the next one. Titans game. I was here for this game. Bottom of the screen. Yeah, this was, this, this is another one of those examples of people just respecting his speed. The guy, whoever the corner 25, maybe it is. I don't know what his number is. Um, he's already playing a good nine, 10 yards off and gets to do his backpedal. And because he gets into his back pedal so early, um, Anderson gives himself room. Like this is even the best, the best route. Uh, his shoulders come up a little bit too far before his break, in my in my personal opinion, because he's slowing down. And if Anderson uses a speed cut, this is this is this is more just okay, pure um, him creating room or getting room because of his speed. Like I said, get it to his back pedal, and he opens up when Anderson is more than you know five. He's, he's about. Six yards, six yards away when he starts to open up. This is just respecting the speed. Speed cut outside. Um, and the catch along the sideline. Toe tap, good catch. Good timing from uh, McCown right there. That could have been a little bit earlier, actually. But speed cut versus the regular cuts are just – there's no stop steps. You see how we just there's, – there's no one, two, three, uh, you know, break drive line, which I've showed before. So it just it, – with the speed cuts, it's just – that drop, drop step, uh, break step, drive line. There's there are there are no stop steps with, with the uh, the speed cuts. So, speed cut outside, boom, catch along the sideline, and uh, he wins that that rep because he was uh, given so much room. Um, okay, let me make sure I'm pulling up the right play. That was twenty. This is play twenty one. Okay, play twenty one out of thirty four. Put him in motion, man coverage. Yeah, he, uh, Jackson's following him across the field. And he doesn't even create a lot of separation. This is more about the catch. This is a really nice catch. Jackson played this well. He played it over top. Anderson stems him deep. The The break wasn't very good here. Um, this this whole that, – that, this at the top of the route is a wasted movement to me. I don't, I don't like this throwing that head fake as you're going into your break thing. Uh, it kind of – it kind of – slows down your break a little bit more you want to commit fully to that break you don't want to you see he's you see when he's going to like go into his stop steps and he drops his hips only a little bit so let me let me start again because i'm i'm realizing a lot of this while i'm watching it 
So you see how his shoulders are so high into his brake. You said you wanted to commit to your brakes. You see how his shoulders are not over his knees. So his shoulders need to go over his knees, wasted head movement. And it takes him a good one, two, three stop steps, like one, two, three gather steps. And you see how, you see that delay right here, this whole motion right here of his hips getting out of the, out of his brake and him getting out of his brakes. So wasted head movement. This is not a good route from him. Um, that's why I didn't create a lot of separation because, and even with your legs, when you, when a guy is near you, you want to throw your legs at him. Like his, he said, his legs are going away from him. So commit to fully to your brakes, throw your legs at him, you know, get, get step on his toes. Basically is what I'm saying. Commit to the brake at your shoulders over your, over your feet. Um, a lot of stops. There's a lot of gather steps. It doesn't create a lot of room, but really good catch at the end. That's, that's for sure. This is not necessarily easy. Drop into his knees. Um, and nice catch along the sideline from from Anderson, which is uh, Cream is Cream Jackson, or no, that's a Dory Jackson. Sorry, Cream Jack. Where's Cream Jackson now? I I forget. But a Dory Jackson from USC. That's who they drafted, right? So it's that's the second year. Is the second year in the NFL. Um. So this play, Tredavious White on the sideline. Yeah. Okay. This was one of Donald's best throws. This is a ridiculous throw. So. If Tredavious White, I forget if the play, it looks like it was zone. So maybe it was, whether it be a, definitely not cover four, maybe it's cover three, cover six, whatever it may have been, um, or even off man, even though it does look like it was some type of zone. But regardless, White is responsible for Anderson. Anderson stems at him. That slight stab inside right here freezes White for, again, it's just a quarter of a second. But that quarter of a second matters. You can see as he, as he gives him that stab inside, you can see White react just a little bit to it. It's not much, but it is, it's so freaking slight right there. You'll see right there. There's a slight freeze, slight hesitation. And it gives Anderson room outside. You see the hand fighting, which comes along with it. So you see how that, again, you don't want that anybody really getting into your chest. It doesn't matter what position you are. You do not want people getting into your chest. Or like throwing this little arm bar that they do where, where corners are going to – when you're going trying to go past them, they're going to throw that arm bar, one, to stop your momentum. And two, if, if his arms come up higher than where my arms are – so if my arms are, let's say, by, my, by the bottom of my, pec, my, my pecs like it is like here with, with Anderson, if his arm comes up to my, to, my, uh, to my shoulders, like my shoulder blade, my collarbone, how are my arms going to go up? for the for the ball so it smart corners are going to go over top of you and if you are going for the ball they're going to pull they're going to push their arm down and you're not going to be able to raise your arms up fully or attack the ball it's not going to get called and it's a good way to play it uh white goes to do that you see anderson hand goes up and wipes it down right there really really good hands right there because if he gets him right there he gets his arms across his chest he's going to run right out of the side right, right towards the sideline or right out of bounds right here so that wipe is really really important right there Anderson um, is looking the ball in the whole time. White gets a little bit lost right here. Um, now he could have, if he was going to play the ball, he would have to. He'd have to find it right here. So his eyes need to flash up. So for a corner, when your eyes come back, they want to start high. You don't want to start low to high. You want to start high to low. Um, and there's a reason for that, and it's because the ball is usually high. Uh, if your eyes are low. You're not going to be able to really find the ball if your eyes are if your eyes are high. You're going to if you give yourself more of like a radius to find the ball. It's it, it's been explained better than that, but you want to start high to low. His eyes start from a little bit low. Um, he's looking back to the ball, and he gets lost a little bit. He could have he could have tried to play through Anderson right here too, but the problem with playing 
through Anderson is you, you're slowing your, yourself down. So if Anderson was going to beat you deep, playing through him is a little bit risky at times. So he, White was in a bad position right here. And White, in my opinion, is a top 10 corner in the league. I really like White. Um, but Anderson did a really good job of, like I said, with that, with that wipe of the hand, really, really important, tracking the ball, looking it in, hands catch, toe tap on the sideline, just a, a better, better throw by Donald than a catch, but really, really good. Uh, hands and I even see this play like, like I said sometimes I'll like go on my Twitter okay what did I say about this place I'll remember okay what coverage was it but sometimes I don't especially when I go multiple plays in a row but so I didn't even note this or remember this but nice little hand right here too see that hand that goes right into the armpit time not not even a push off just keeps him off him a little bit more hands catch looking the ball toe tap on the sideline great play by by um, Anderson there let's see the next one I put meh fader out, so this is not going to be a good fader out from him. Oh, I remember this. Okay. So, often snap one, you have that recoil, which 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 delays the the route and and gives the corner more time to react, which is again is white. And you see like how white is already playing a little bit like heads up to outside, and he's going outside. So once he once he starts to play outside too much and he's overcompensating for it, go inside. So at this point, I would see Anderson, he, you know, slow breeze off the ball. He's kind of like walking towards him, almost uses like a little skip, a little like hesitation. It's like another hesitation, almost like a skip. And, but what he needs to do here, in my opinion, because he's playing so hard outside, give him a step or two inside at this point. When he's playing so far outside, inside, then outside. But because he just gives him that hesitation, kind of like a lazy route, he's already outside. And now you're giving him position over top of you. So he's playing outside leverage. He didn't really attack. He didn't attack him upfield. He didn't attack him inside. When they're playing so hard outside, overcompensating, play inside or vertical. When they're just playing a little bit outside and they're not overcompensating, um, if you are trying to get outside, then attack, you know, like I said, attack vertically. If you're trying to get inside and they're, they're over – overcompensating outside great that's fantastic when you're trying to get outside you have to you have to play it kind of not by ear but by by the as the play is going so you need to do something different here it doesn't really threaten him in any way and um, he actually ended up winning I don't know how does he win right here white needs to play you know why it's because of white's playing the the ball not the receiver so he's expecting the ball to be in a place anderson gets a nice hand inside so anderson actually does get outside but with this too you see the you see better uh feet right here he gets one foot in one two he needs to have better sideline awareness right here i don't what this is not a good play by white actually um we're right here stack them don't look back at the ball like don't don't look back at the ball right here Get over top of them, get your hands on, and and play them um, over top on that fade. So not a good job by White overall, but uh, not a, not necessarily a good play by Anderson. Even though he is able to get open, he still is obviously not able to hold the ball in. But uh, Anderson's outside right here. Against what is most likely cover. Is there a safety taking curse? Cover it's it's either it looks like cover four, or cover six, and the the uh, the four side of that cover six, which is people call it cover six, cover forty two as well. But this is the the, the two deep safeties uh, who are matching the vertical stem side. So this is another play where he gets some his speed gets him uh, some room right here where 
the corner 25 is playing so far off, which is this Kareem Jackson? Is Kareem Jackson still on the Texans? I'm blanking out. I usually know a good amount of players and stuff, but without looking it out, looking up. Yeah. Okay. So he still is on the Texans. So Kareem Jackson, um, he gets them vertically. Anderson peeks inside on that, on the, on the post part of this post corner, which gets, uh, which actually kind of throws this corner into oh shit mode again, where you could see as he peeks inside, that makes 25 try to play over top now. As he goes to play over top, Anderson, he, he, Anderson kind of gives uh, looks at him, which freezes the corner. He doesn't really know what to do right here. Boom, good timing from Donald. Hands catch, toe tap. And I'll play it in full speed so you can see but what happens. Um, playing off, post, he plays over top. Freezes him, boom, outside. Not the best cut. Again, it's pretty rounded at the top, but the rest of the route was relatively good, and the speed gives him that room. So he doesn't have to be a perfect route runner. Um, to to win so let's see the next play oh yeah this is one of donald's better plays obviously rolls out to the left feels some pressure you're gonna have anderson who sits in the soft spot in the zone they run a like a switch concept i don't know if it's is it switch verticals i might be able to see from another thing but they run a switch concept where they're switching their stems um and you see Anderson turns around to, to Darnold. He sees that he's in trouble, sets down that soft spot in the zone between the two uh, curl flat and the, and the high safety. Sits in there, attacks the ball. I like how he attacks the ball right here. He doesn't necessarily know what's coming from behind him, so he high points it. Looks down, gets both feet in bounds. Boom. Nice toe tap, good awareness. Uh, good job sitting in the soft spot in the zone from, from Anderson on that. All right, I'm going to run through the rest of the Anderson film review. Got a couple more plays. Nine to be exact. Um, this is a play late in the game. Let me see. Uh, 26 to 22, Jets versus Texans. Two minutes left, fourth and 14. After I believe it was a penalty. I forget exactly what it was. But um, Anderson, this is one of the examples of the, the strength working against him a little bit. And the ball from Donald here is high. Donald does have to roll out to the left side, plant throw while he's fading back with pressure in his face. So let's not blame Donald for this too much. It hits Anderson in both of his hands as he breaks back uh, towards the ball. So Donald does find him. But <clears throat> Anderson's lack of strength right here. Uh, listen, like, yeah, it hits him in the in the palms. Not the palms, like the, like the balls of the hands. Where you get, like those calluses and your fingertips. And Anderson's not able to, to pull the ball in. So it would have been a huge play for this to happen. But because of that lack of strength and the lack of strength in the hands, um, he was not able to catch that. So that definitely disappointing because he saw it traveling there. He saw it hit Anderson's hand. He thought he was going to bring it in, but wasn't able to. Next game versus the Packers. Okay, yeah, good slant. I like. I remember watching this play. So good slant from Anderson right here. At, off the line, he uses that like that get even again. See right here, where he just brings that that left that uh, the outside foot up. Now he can break outside or inside. Uh, the cornerback is playing with outside leverage. He ducks, you see how he ducks his shoulder right here. So the corner doesn't really move. He kind of just squats, doesn't get his hands on, which pressing without your hands, getting your hands on is really, really stupid. In my opinion, you're, you're taking away a very, very useful tool in your hands. Um, but Anderson ducks inside right here. Again, reducing that shoulder. I talk about reducing a lot, reduces that shoulder. And you're going to see it from a different view. He pushes off the top right here. So, even though as he as he bows inside and ducks inside, he then fights to hold his line. You see how he holds his line, leans into the guy right here. 
it's important again because if he was to just not fight to hold his line right here, he's going to get bowed all the way inside. It's going to throw off some of the timing of the route, um, you know, et cetera, where they're kind of running like a – it's almost like a, like a shorter like Yankee concept right here with that, uh, that slant and then a deep like seam. So you'll see it right here. So stab outside, get even, ducks that shoulder to reduce that, that contact point. Left hand goes into the armpit of the corner, push off, break, look back to the ball. Don't love the catch. It's a little bit unsecure right here, but he still is able to beat the corner. So good at time from him and Darnold too. They were definitely looking better towards the end of the season. Comeback route right here on the bottom. Yeah, the bottom. Again, you can see some of the respect he gets. There are some guys, which, listen, this is, he's like a little bit, he's like 10-ish yards off. There are some guys who just like to play off. So he could just like to play off as well. But usually there's respect um, for Anderson. And it's not necessarily more, it's, it's actually more after the snap than before the snap. You see how he opens up? The corner opens up to run when Anderson is about six yards away. Anderson attacks the, the blind spot. So he's inside leverage. He attacks it inside leverage. And then as the corner opens up, his, he changes his stem just slightly to get into his blind spot. You see how he gets into his blind spot right here? Because the corner's want a speed turn right here. He doesn't know where Anderson is. For this whole couple yards, because Anderson, like I said, attacks his leverage and then attacks the blind spot right here, he wins in the comeback because of this. Look, the corner's completely blind. He has no idea what's happening. One stop step, two stop step. Uh, this is kind of, this, again, it's not the cleanest at the top of the route right here. One, two, three, break, drive. Yeah, so it's not the cleanest. Again, it's like six, seven steps to get out of the break and drive or the, uh, the, the stop and, uh, you know, like catch type phase. But good catch from him. Toe drag on the sideline. And I like on this play, even though, it's a little bit of a body catch too. So the, so the catch isn't great. You see how the ball is like right here, this whole motion of it. It's, it's, this ball is unsecure right here. Like right there, there's like really no, there's no contact point. Like a little bit of the hands, a little bit of the other hand, a little bit of the chest. But if, if this ball is to get punched, it's, it's flying out of there. If you usually get hit, it's flying out of there. So I would see more of a secure catch from Anderson right there, but good toe drag. Definitely good toe drag. Um, good route. Next play. A couple of these plays, you're noticing a trend um, while you're watching this of Anderson and the respect he's he's getting deep. And uh, this corner doesn't play it the best, to be completely honest. He plays he's playing too far inside. You use inside leverage right here. Anderson sells that drive phase because Anderson's drive phase. He looks he looks he's running full speed. He's re, he's really not. You could tell he's running like 90, 90 uh, 85 percent right here. He's not giving him the full speed. But the corner, um, who Looks, he's looking at the, he's looking at Donald as he's going on play action. He needs to weave over top. He's giving himself, he's giving Anderson way too much room outside right here, um, because of that. And Anderson's threat vertically, he opens up. Anderson again, three stops, and you see how the you see how I'm talking about the roundedness of the top. It's not the stop steps. It's, the, it's he doesn't get his hips out of the break really quickly. Um, and his, the top of the routes are definitely rounded, but um, because of that speed, he gets so much more room. Or see, he, he still has two, three yards of room, so he doesn't need to be perfect. And now, if he was slow, 
if he was, you know, let's say Jermaine Curse speed when he was here or anything like that, yeah, he had to be much more sharper on his brakes. You'd expect him to be sharper if you're not as fast. But um, when you're faster and when you get respect deep, you don't need to be so sharp, you know. So Anderson in the slot right here. You don't see him in the slot a lot, to be completely honest. In this inverted slot formation, the Jets are running to the bottom of the screen. And Anderson runs a, a corner stop right here. Is this design in the Jets playbook where it's a corner stop, a, a, always a corner stop? Could it be a corner with a stop option? Uh, most likely if this, if you're playing this defensive back and the defensive back is, is playing you vertically, you know, stop. If, if you can get the corner, get the corner. There's a lot of option routes in, in NFL offensive playbooks. And without having the playbook, I can't necessarily tell if it's an option route. That's, that's pretty hard. Oh, well, yeah, no, definitely. This is definitely an option route. Like, how do you, how do you know that unless you have the playbook, you know? Um, because there's some plays where players break outside when the guy is clearly outside and that was just the design of the route. He had to break outside. So, but good job. Um, by, but this is, this is more Anderson and, and Donald's timing. There's just good timing, good understanding. Uh, Donald sees that he's going to sit in that soft spot. Just said, it's most likely an option. I'm not never say it hundred percent because I can't guarantee that he was given the option to break in the corner right there. But, um, First stems vertically, just straight on that line. He's in the blind spot, and he breaks in that blind spot. The corner is in no position right now to play any backward breaking route, outward breaking route even, unless he has an elite speed turn. So the corner doesn't play this great really at all. He needs to maintain a little bit more outside leverage right here and keep uh, Rob Anderson in the sight line. So not a good corner, but good route. He doesn't, and, and, he, and he stops pretty quickly here too. One, two, three. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, he attacks the ball. People, I remember somebody commented on this. Oh, he needs to attack the ball here. He he comes up two yards to attack the ball. His hands come out. He attacked the ball right here. I don't know what that guy was talking about, but that's uh, a frequent occurrence on the Twitter machine. So, play 31. Like I said, well, I like to do individual guys or individual reviews for all these guys. Uh, so, give you guys some breathing room. Uh, yes, but unfortunately, I'm at the if you are a dedicated listener and watch every single or listen to every single second of the show, uh, sorry, but for the next month I got to cram at least another 12 shows down your throat in, in the next six weeks. So there's going to be two shows a week, every single week. Um, if I have to, if I miss a day and I have to put three shows, you know, do, do a show, have two days off, do a show, have two days off. I, I have, I'm, gonna, I'm really going to try to get all these reviews out. So um, I like this from Anderson right here. On this play action, again, don't know if it was by design, don't know if it was Anderson, but really nice play. You see how he like, fakes blocks right here? Boom, break inside. That's hard, especially when the corner is not going to get hands-on. So he's kind of just pa – he's passive right here, and he, he gets beat because he's passive. He doesn't get his hands on Anderson. So corner singing a run player here. Obviously, Anderson is show, showing like that stock block. We're trying to maintain that inside leverage. Um, he knows when Donald's going to break. Donald's rolling out to his right by design, and Anderson breaks that side on that over route, and it's wide open for that catch. So. Nice little thick like stock block right there for for Anderson um, to get you know easy inside leverage and uh, room on the inside for that for that over route. So uh, yeah, that's a really good catch from Anderson. Anderson on the bottom of the screen right here. Jets run what looks like the twenty one personnel. Yeah, they have, they have twenty one play action. Donald goes out to his left. As Anderson stems inside of what looks like to be looks like Tampa too. 
this is cover two. Yeah, so it's cover. So it's you have cover two, and Anderson does a good job. I like how he, I like how one at first he had, he had, he's attacking outside again. If you don't attack leverage, you're, you make guys feel comfortable. They don't want you to attack where they are for the most part. Um, attacks the inside lever that, that outside leverage, and because he does that, he keeps that corner outside. Where maybe if he was to just attack vertically right here, maybe the corner gets his hands. You know, he, he shuffles in, gets his hands on him, reroutes, and then it's harder for him to break outside. So I like how he attacks the leverage at first here. Attack that leverage, break back inside, vertically towards that deep safety, and then he breaks back um, outwards on that uh, that speed cut on that on that out route. Really good hands right here from uh, from Anderson. You can see. Is there a better view? I hope there's a better view of the catch. Okay, yeah, there is. High point it. Good hand positioning. I, I There might be a little bit wide, but he does catch the nose of the ball. Keeps the ball away and then tucks it in. That's good. You don't, wanna, you, you don't necessarily always want to bring the ball right in because when the corners are beat, they're going to try to stick their arms in between your arms. So when you bring the ball down, you, you come into their fists, their forearm, whatever it may be. So – you see a lot of guys, you know, if they if 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 they don't have hands, they'll aggressively tuck it. If the hands are in between the, their hands or their arms, you're going to keep it away, turn it away, and then tuck it. So good job by him keeping his arms extended right here, turning away from the corner and then tucking the ball. So good catch um, by Anderson. Good toe tap as well. So some good awareness. Uh, two more plays of of Anderson, and then we get into Jonathan Harrison. Like I said, yet again, this shows me like two hours, isn't it? I've really come to like offensive line more, honestly, after this offseason too. So I like receivers. I like corners. I like I like all positions. Let's let's be honest. But I could definitely talk a little bit more about receivers um, than other positions. I, I feel like at least. So Anderson motions out. That little stack right there, like a tight inverted slot with added this uh, twenty-one personnel again against the Patriots, and Anderson. So I see it. I've, I've I've been talking about it. Attack the leverage. He's outside. He does not want to get be outside. Um, so you, you see him. He starts like to weave outside, which gives Anderson room inside. And because he's he's playing so hard outside, what does Anderson do? Just like he should have done before. Instead of just continuing outside, because Anderson knows he has to break on that on that comeback. Um, if he was to just continue outside right here, you're going to come into contact with with the corner. But because he's overcompensating outside, he attacks vertically. Because he attacks vertically, that makes the cornerback open up his hips, and now it gives him that whole that this whole space right here. Boom! To cut outside. If he kept cutting, like I said, if he never worked vertical, he he wouldn't have won this most likely. But because he knows how to attack, he attacked the leverage well on this play at least. Um, good job by him. Like I said, pretty rounded on this route. Definitely rounded, rounded. It's like a, it looks like a fish hook almost. Uh, so that's not great, but really good job with the stem. His stem has definitely improved. His his footwork, his stems, his hands definitely improved. Um, I'm talking about hands in terms of hand fighting and routes. Um, the you like to see him be cleaner out of the breaks and more sharp, but he's never going to be that sharp. So good catch by him. I think I have a. Oh, sorry. So he couldn't he couldn't hold on to to the ball right here, but he wins. He needs to bring this ball in, though. This is where the strength comes in. Both hands on the ball, goes to tuck it in, ball gets punched out. So here, what I'd like to actually see him do a little bit too, that's hard. He had to fight back for the ball. So Donald should have put this ball more outside, to be completely honest. But you see some of the uh, some of the lack of strength right there from Rob Anderson. Last play of the Anderson review. He 
Decent slant. Okay, so he's on the bottom of the screen, outside leverage. Gets even. Attacks vertically. Stab outside. I'm at break. So the corner does not play this well either. Listen, you're hot. He, one, he's not ready to snap. He hops backwards, opens up immediately. Any, really, any receivers I'm going to beat you in the inside right here. Let's not give Anderson too much credit. So I didn't. I don't love the route right there. It's it's fine. The corner played it like crap. Is 35 Eric Rowe? Is that correct? I can pull. I, sometimes like I'll, I'll. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I remember. Sometimes I'll be completely wrong. So don't quote me on stuff. But I think I think that's Eric Rowe. But good hands catch. Good good lead by Donald at the inside. Good hands catch. Tucks it in. Gets another couple yards. So a bad corner, but a, but a good catch. Like I said, with the hands from Anderson. Gonna pause it. Gonna pull up some. Uh, Jonathan Harrison film, and uh, like I said, I'll be back in two minutes for, for me and two seconds for you. All right, 21 plays of Jonathan Harrison <clears throat> starting now. Um, this is the first game I noticed he got a lot of reps or even any reps versus the Bears. So first game I always feel like I get a lot of uh, snaps of guys, but Jets are in single back. I, so I actually don't. I, I I would like to see Harrison one not trip right here. So I like that he goes to hand check, which like I said, he just throwing a little bit of a shot um, for Winters to help Winters maintain his inside leverage right here because his inside run. And he gets he gets splashed a little bit right here, which I talk about getting splashed. Um, you're basically getting caught in the chest first, and you never want to do that. So I always refer to that getting as getting splashed. So. I like the hand check. I don't like how he trips. I would seem to be more, a little bit more aware of that. Um, <clears throat> as he knows that Winters is, is probably going to brace down versus 96, which is Hicks, who's top, top-notch defensive lineman. But even though he does get splashed, he's able to, to rip him to the ground um, right there. So kind of some, some good, some bad. Uh, you like to see offensive linemen tossing guys to the ground. So there's an all right feel for that play. Let's see this next play where he's blocking back, I believe. Gallup technique. Okay, so uh, he's going to block the three tech right here on, on the backside of this play. They run a one-back power, and because the guard is pulling, he obviously needs to, on, on really any power play, mostly, most of counters, he's going to, the center's going to block back. He, blo he blocks back. Gallup, <clears throat> and, and Gallup is really just that first step, that, that near foot, it's like a, the near step. The, uh, and then the right foot comes up with that second step, and it, that's generating the power, at least for a center working to his left. So step towards, gallop into him. So it's really, that, it's really that second step that's generating a lot of that power. So I like the gallop technique. I like the fact that he gets there, gets there quickly on, this, on the snap. There are some things you can improve on. You can see the hand placement is wide. You see his hand comes over top of the shoulder right there. And then on the other shoulder, so he's not really getting any hands inside, and he's ducking his head. You want to keep your head out of, out of blocks. You don't, you don't want to really see any of this. So his head is lowered into it. One, for neck injuries, for head injuries. And when your head is, is, is blocked or is ducked like that, your body is not in the most – it's not in the strongest position, one. Um, two, and you can't, you can't see where guys are going. You can't react. So some good, some bad. He is able to reset his hand. You're going to see the left arm. You're not going to see it now. You see it come under right there. Here, I'll pause it. So you see right here right where my mouse is. So his hands are wide at first, but I do like how he works to reset his hands. So you always want to get hands like underneath the armpits on the chest. 
So I like that he resets right there and is able to, to bridge right there. Hold him on the backside. Good, good, good block, Gallup. Um, could have improved a little bit, but overall uh, still pretty good. Next play. Let's see what happens here. Uh, so him and so it's him and Winters working on a combo block right here, and the first step he's he's anticipating the contact right here um, from the from the one tech. So the first step isn't really towards anybody; it's a brace step. So you see how, the, how he's bracing? He's bracing for that contact. So that brace foot, because again, when you want to create the pressure off the instep, so you want to create pressure from the inside of your foot, your body is, your legs are stronger when your foot is turned like that than it is um, when it's straight forward. You don't see anybody, you know, pushing anything really, really heavy and their, and their toes pointed at it. You always see their, to their toes pointed at it and driving with their insteps to their feet. So he takes that brace step right there and anticipating contact. He gets inside on them. As Winters tries to work up to, to number 58, which he, he trips in the process, but I like, like I said, the brace step right here gets into him. He keeps his head up for the most part. He ducks a little bit, but his eyes are still up, so I'm okay with that. I like the resetting of the hands again here. So you see as number 91 tries to shed right here, you see how he works to reset his hand. So instead of just trying to stay over top of the shoulder, he's trying to reset that contact point, resets that contact point, drives him into the ground. And, he, and he's a player. He plays to the whistle. I, I like that about Harrison. Harrison Osemele right there are players who play relatively hard. Even even Winters is a guy who plays relatively hard. So um, you have the interior of the offensive line. They, they will smack you around a little bit. Even if they're not the best at certain things, they, they do play hard. And you see Harrison right here. I'm pointing to the screen like you can see it, but just watch him through this block. He doesn't, he doesn't stop driving on this play. They get like a little bit of wrestling match right here, and 96 gets – I think is it 96 or – no, sorry, 90, 91 gets a little bit, uh, a little bit mad. Oh, no, it is 96, so it is Hicks. So he actually ends up getting 91 to the ground, and then 96 is still there, and he does decides to drive him to the ground as well. So good play by uh, Harrison. You have to love that effort. I love that. I love effort like that from, from anybody, especially offensive linemen, though. You want to you see them be a little bit nasty. Um, here, let's see what he does on this play. Okay, so this is just effort. It wasn't anything great. Um, good job I went – so – like I said, Winters is inconsistent. If, with, if Winters can, can string his technique together more cleanly, he has some nice plays. People, have, people who watch NFL, they know who Akeem, uh, Akeem Hicks is. He's one of the top interior defensive linemen in the league right here. Winters shoots his hands, gets his hands inside, and, and traps him to the ground right here. That's, that's, that's good play by, by Winters to hands, hands inside. So now you're stopping his momentum. So now, so now his hands are really leaning or his weight's really leaning on those hands as he's trying to fight back against that pressure. So his contact, a lot of his weight are on his hands leaning into you. So if you eliminate that contact point, which he does with that, that chop down, that, that, that trap. I, people call it snatch and trap, so snatch, trap. I, you can call it trap as well. It's called a snatch and trap. So he snatch and traps the hicks, uh, hicks to the ground. Um, you have uh, Harrison, who reads the he reads the linebacker first. He doesn't see anything he, he can block, so he looks to the right side. He decides to assist with Winters, even though Winters is one by himself. He attacks the hip, so he, he attacks low, doesn't attack the shoulder. He attacks low, drives his feet, and they pancake them together. Um, 
good effort there. That was more Winters. Winters of Review, I'm kind of – I'm excited to watch Winters with a better – he's the one I'm most excited to watch with a good offensive line coach. Now, Shell's a guy – Winters has some physical limitations. Shell's a guy who has no physical limitations, but his technique is so bad I don't think he's ever going to improve. And it's actually funny. Uh, when one Jets drive, which you're not watching that, you're crazy. It's like a Jets mini hard knocks that they do every year. It's really, really cool to watch. And uh, they were showing film of uh, – or, or they had Gase showing film – of Donald in practice and Michael Nani actually pointed out to me and he was like, look, you know, Shell is still opening his, 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 his sorry, his hits. That's what I, I think I just tried that three or four times. His hips up early. Um, I said to Nani a lot. He saw it in my film review that he hit, he opens his hips up really, really early in his past sets. And even in practice, he's still doing it apparently. Um, so uh, I don't think Shell can improve too much, but the winter's, See on this play, he's bad though. His 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 technique is so spotty with that brace step. Low, he, he see how wide his arms arms are with that load up, and he just gets he just gets arm over right there, club arm over easy. So from a snap to snap basis, just so inconsistent. But he shows some really high highs, but some really low lows. Sorry, we're not doing him. We're not we're not doing winters right now. But that's a show I'm doing by myself. I have like seventy plays of him. I'll probably reduce it when I actually put it up to like sixty ish. Because I don't think people want to watch 70 plays of, of Winters, but whatever. Screw you. <laughs> so, um, okay, Harrison's chasing on this play. So, you don't want to see this. Um, interior run, you don't want to see this. Now, if this was an outside zone with a split blocker, that's fine because you know that the, that the linebacker is going to have to work outside to get to Crowell eventually. But because it's an interior run, it's a, it's a tight zone. I'm fine with him trying to hand check the one, t- the the one, or not sorry, not the one, the, the two eye here. So if he stayed, if if the two eye stayed here and, and and try to, you know, come right at Carpenter, yeah, get that hand check, assist him until that linebacker works to your level, then peel off. But when he reacts and and goes into the into the B gap, don't chase him. So see how he chases him and he opens up this lane right here uh, for Corelli to hit. Can't do that. So he needs to be more controlled right here, not chase, and get to that linebacker. The, linebacker, the linebacker comes right downhill, and uh, Crowell gets tackled because of it. So, Or, or he starts to get tackled because of it. So, and other people are saying, oh, well, whose fault is it? You know, is it, is it Carpenter's fault? Is it Harrison's fault? Well, one, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a couple people's fault. Um, a couple people don't do their jobs necessarily right here. Winters doesn't do his job. Harrison doesn't do his job. I'm okay with what – um, with what Carpenter did, because listen, if it's an inside zone, tight zone play, if he's gonna play hard in the B gap, let him go in the B gap, and hopefully the A gap is open. But you'd also like to see, um, what's it called? See how Beecham creates no push. He never gets pushed. He never moves guys. He's he, he'll stand them up a little bit, but this guy's having a good edge. So I I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of Beecham either. Pass blocking, sure. Run blocking. Especially running to his side, he just creates little to no push. I'm hoping what the Jets do is run a lot more like power counters away from from Beecham. Let Beecham play on the at the backside with his athleticism. Let him, you know, let him cut a four eye. You know, maybe reach a three if he if he gets assistance with a hand check. But he just very little separation. I, I'm sorry, I'm getting to the whole offensive line. It's just I, I've been more uh, not infatuated with the offensive line, but I like it a lot more. But too much chasing right there from from Harrison uh, leads to to Cruel. Um, having to bend back a little bit, even though he he was going to bounce outside anyway because of 
Um, Matthew's not being able to, or no, he was. So this is a little bit of Cruel, honestly, too. I like to see Cruel see a lot of these guys inside press a little bit more outside. So you you had Beecham, or sorry, you had Beecham creating nothing. You had bad block from uh, Harrison, a bad block from Winters, also from from Cruel right here, who sees all this pressure. I like to see him get more, a little bit more outside, then uh, show some, you know, show some short choppy steps, get inside. Everybody reacts inside, then you cut outside. So wasn't great running by Corelli there, to be completely honest. Um, where a guy like Bell right here is most likely going to press right here, boom, bounce outside and you're done, to be completely honest. So let's see the next play. Next play here against the <clears throat> Bears. Got a little bit sidetracked. Got a phone call in the middle of that pause. So actually, I think I got a phone call then pause. I don't know. Who cares? So uh, bad block from – okay, yeah, Harrison here. So – this is one of those plays to talk about not bringing your feet with you. You see he's going to block when he's ducking his head into the block a little bit. Hands are coming from really wide, low and wide. You see his hands are low, wide. So he gets his chest controlled. And because he's beating, he's bringing his feet with him too, he's leaning so hard into that that if he doesn't create that contact with his hands, he's going to fall over, which happens as he, as he gets the, with that club arm over. So – the number 91 never ends up making the tackle, but a uh, bad block by him here. You need to, you always need to bring your feet with you, run your feet, little steps, little steps, but like here, even here, one, two, like that left foot, that left step right there. That's too big. You need to run your feet and you don't want to be leaning into your block. You're creating no power like this. So not a good block from uh, Harrison as he's uh, blocking back right there. So let's see this one. Good and bad. Inside arm under, I don't know. Okay. Zero tech. And I'm fine with it. Okay, so zero tech right here. He At first, he goes to throw that fake. You see that left arm come up with that fake punch? Because he throws that fake punch number 96, which I believe is Hicks, right? Um, Hicks goes to throw that, uh, you know, swipe at the arm. But because Harrison, like I said, retracted arm, so you, you throw it, you, you give him a little flash. Some people call that a flash. You throw that flash, they go to swipe it, you pull your arm away, now he's off balance. So um, then he, Harrison's able to get his outside arm over top. And he doesn't really get a hand inside here. That's why I guess I said that at first when I watched it, it was bad. But overall, I'm, I'm a fan of that flash hands on him, even though not one's inside. And you say the right hand is at first – it's like on his back, and he resets it right there to get underneath. So that's good that he resets his hand. The flash was good. Shuffles with him. Uh, good base. Uh, good leverage. You have Carpenter who comes in and assists, and then you have uh, Harrison uses that like that circular force right there to, to bring him to the ground. Where there's like, as I say, there's like four types of force. There's there's linear uh force there's like or sorry like push there's lift there's circular on oh, so I'm, I'm blanking out on one of them but i'll bring them up when i see them <clears throat> see next play circular lift push i'm forgetting I, there was four i was 
I, I'm blanking out, but there, I guess it's really only th- – I forget what it is. Whatever. Um, all right, so there's another one with circular force. So, ball is snapped. I don't love how he's reaching right there. I see his feet be under, under him a little bit more, but he does have assistance from, from Winter, so it, it is okay. But if Winters wasn't to assist him right here, which, you know, pre-snap they, by, the, by the front, they already knew they were going to do this, which is like – you see this a lot with this like uh, two down lineman, a uh, four stand up linebacker look and like, all these nickel looks and hand shoot. So a little bit too far away for me personally, but his hips are square to launch range. You want to keep your hips square. That's very, very important. He gets to underneath with assistance from Winters, but you see how both hands go into the armpits. He gets that little check from Winters who, who he like ricochets him right here actually. Yeah, nice little ricochet block. Gets out on his linebacker as well, so that's good. Harrison's able to get underneath of the pads of uh, Hicks again. Hicks didn't have a great game against the Jets, I guess. And he's able to circular force, turn him into the ground. Turn him into the ground, so good job. And then lays on top of him as well. You like to see that. You like to see the finish. You always like to see the finish. You don't, you don't like soft offensive linemen. Brandon Shell is a guy who kind of watches guys do things. And, you know, if they're on the ground in front of him, he'll just let them lay on the ground. You like to see guys like Osemele, like Winters, like um, Harrison, who are going to lay on top of guys if they do if they do drive to the ground. You know, make them remember that play that they, they, they just got thrown to the ground right there. So, good job throwing Hicks to the ground. He actually had a pretty good game against Hicks right here. When you consider um, how, you know, high, highly thought of of a player that Hicks is. So, um Inside zone, tight zone split right here. Another play where Harrison on the play side is going to going to see another like two I or two two I. See the hand check is good here, so I think he's a little bit late to come off that second block. So I like to see hand check, boom, be ready for it. So I think I think he carry I think he carries the two tech the defensive tackle a little bit too far, and he's forced to come. You know, see how his arms are hugging. See that hugging motion. You always want to get it hand inside, at least try to fight for that armpit, even if it's you know, even if you're outside, but you're a little bit underneath, then you can reset and try to get underneath. You at least want to get to the to the armpit if you're if you are outside. So he was a little bit late with getting his hands um on right there, and that's why the the linebacker is able to, you know, kind of uh drive him to the play and get it on the tackle, which this is not this is not good vision from Yeah, this is not good vision from from uh, Crowell again. This is, I think there's another one where people ask me what, what what went wrong here, but press that B gap, man. Press the B gap that's wide open right here. As that safety reacts down, you know you have the the crack coming. Boom, cut outside, and you have one corner to beat. You have a Mukamara to beat outside. If you can't beat Mukamara outside, you don't deserve many yards. You know, it's a cornerback. Regardless of who the corner is, you should beat him if you're a running back. So, not good vision by Crowell right here at all. But uh, you had. Um, Harrison, who I'm fine with that hand check. I'm fine with the assistance of, of Carpenter. I just think he's a little bit too late coming off onto the linebacker, and he, he's not able to control the uh, chest, and instead he gets splashed, as I said it before. So another play of the Bears game. Damn, I'm showing you a bunch of plays versus the Bears game. I only, I guess, 11 plays after this, and it's a lot of different, from different games he played. I don't know why I did so many from the Bears game. But I like, I like this because he's getting proper depth right here. 
when you're that center and you don't have anyone to block, you really do want to either get I, – I, I say, and from what I believe, and from guys like Jim McNally, who I've learned a lot from, you know, offensive line clinics and things I've watched, uh, you want to get deeper than your guards because if they're going to try to, you know, pirate stunt, tee stunt, whatever it, it, it may have, may be, you want to be deeper so you could, so you could read it and pick it up where if you're too high – you know, they're going to be able to penetrate through that A-gap. You're not going to see it. You're going to get hit in the side, whatever it may be. You, you want to be a little bit deeper um, than those than those guards if you are that center. So I like how he stays deep. And he – obviously, the block gets passed off uh, to him as, as Winters um, sees that the outside linebacker is knifing into the B-gap. So he assists Shower here and, and gets around him. So good block by Winters, good pickup right there. Uh, and you, then you have – Harrison who again shoots a little bit wide, but he is able he is able to get that uh you see that left arm slides from the elbow to the armpit. So that's that's a good contact point. Armpit armpits are very good contact points. And because he's already off balance right here, um Shell's able to circuit you see that circular force. You have the lift, you have the oh, so you have lift, push, pull, and circular force. See, I know I remember it while mom was talking, it always happens. So you could lift things, you could push them, um, in terms of like you know, just, I guess, overall forces. So you have to lift a lot when you're versus bull rush. You have pushing versus the um, – in, in uh, you have the push and run blocking. Jeez, I'm blanking out right now. I've been in the show for too long. It's been like two hours of pausing and stuff. But um, we got a circular force gets under him. Boom, to the ground. Donald gets the ball off. Uh, which honestly was a great catch by Burnett, but a risky throw by Darnold a little bit. Uh, so moving on, though. Play 11 right here. Oh, we got to share my screen. Play 11 out of 21. Oh, this is a, bit, this is a bad one from him. It's, it's, it's not like egregious right here, but the Jets are running a lead, um, a lead outside zone, and Shell takes – I'm not – so not Shell – Harrison takes a bad angle right here. It's way too vertical. Um, obviously, you know, this 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 backer, um, which is Tremaine Edmonds, is one, he's super athletic. And you know this backer is going to be, you know, reacting to the play side. If the whole offensive line is flowing that way, you have a lead blocker that way, you know that his angle is going to be outside. And and uh, Harrison takes that angle that's way too vertical. So right here, I'd like to see him, just, you know, almost graze the hip of this. Um, interior defensive lineman that Winters is blocking and cut him off to this spot, um, which he does not do. And Cruel ends up seeing that and cutting back because of it. But bad angle from him right here. That's really all it is. Way, way, way too vertical of an angle um, on Edmonds. So he needed, he needed to expect that on that play. So this is a good block, I believe, that's coming up versus the Bills number – 98 okay yeah so this is uh, that's a good this is a good block this is this is a lot of resetting the hands and the feet i like this so hands are wide so i he needs to he needs to work on the hands the, the hands like i said you, you want to see them um as i say you want to see them be on guard you know near your chest maybe a little bit below your chest but always like rotating always moving some people do the, the, the fold the, the patty type thing or the rub the golf ball but you don't want to be wide when you're when you're wide it takes longer to get there your chest is more open so they come from too wide right here um, but he's able to get his hands on, which 98 is Lutalele. And what I like about this is 
as he feels number 98 lean into him and bull rush, you see how he hops back in his anchor. That hop back's important. You don't just you can't just anchor down if you don't hop back because you're not getting your your legs and your weight and, and the drive of the ground into the block. So good hop back right there. Pressure off the end steps of his feet, which is good. And you see how at first his hand is well actually no, the, the, the so the so actually the, the hands are not as bad as I originally thought they were watching again. So the right the left arm comes um over top. The right arm comes underneath, like into the armpit. I'm fine with that block, actually. And what I like about it, too, is you always you'll have defensive linemen, offensive linemen drills where one's on top and they and they work to try to get underneath those arms. Like it looks drills like they're literally like almost like dancing. And it happens right here where his hands underneath in the armpit. 98 goes to reset. He goes to reset. That's what the drill is. So, and as he continues that bowl and he's leaning into him, you can see that Harrison keeps hopping on his feet, resetting that anchor, resetting the anchor, resetting the anchor. So good job hopping, good anchor, good hands to get inside. You also see as he resets his hand, he doesn't get into the armpit. But instead of getting into the armpit, he actually ends up getting on the elbow. And he controls, he's trying to control that elbow as well. And it's a lot of hand fighting right there. So good anchor, good hands. I, I like that block from, from Harrison a lot, actually. Um, this is a play where he tosses uh, a Kyle Williams to the ground. A little bit of a gap exchange from Kyle Williams where Kyle Williams looks like he's going to play that, that B gap and he ends up going through the A gap. And they're all – you have, you have the, the, they're, they're all sliding in their protection to the, to the left because if you're the Jets' offensive line right now, is there more threats from, you know, to their left or you know, from the screen our right than, than um, our left to, or to the offensive line's right? Yes. So they're sliding in like a zone-based uh, gap protection. So they're not sl – a slide protection, like I said, would be – so an actual slide protection would be Harrison versus 57, uh, Carpenter versus 95, Winters versus – or sorry, not Winters, uh, Beecham versus 55. So it's a man blocking where you, you, you could slide in gap protection. So this is gap protection where they're, they're sliding in it or let's just say they're shuffling in their gap protection. So it's more zone-based than man-based. So he first looks at 57. Um, and gets his hands on 57, but he, he knows 57's you know, playing that, that, uh, that A gap, and he knows Winter's sliding as well. So he passes him off to Winter's. That's fine. That's not a, he didn't get beat right there, nothing like that. He passed it off just like he should have as num number 95. Because if he held this block, 95's probably getting inside of him because uh, Carpenter is also you know, shuffling outside. So good job passing that off. He, he lowers his head a little bit into contact. That happens a little bit more if, it's, if you're coming into an, like an unexpected bull rush. So... Um, he gets his left arm over top, which is fine. But that right arm comes from, like I said, a little bit low, but he was on another block, so that's fine. Underneath, I really like how the hand gets underneath right there from from uh, from Harrison. I'm blanking out. I'm, I am rusty doing this right now, huh? So, passes him off. Ducks his head a little bit into it. Right hand underneath. It's And circular force so he he feels that 95 is leaning hard right here he feels that you, you could feel that if you're on that block he feels him leaning hard listen you want to lean hard into the left i'm going to take you to the left and you're going to go into the ground so good job right there um pulling that right foot back and using circular force and, and finishing that block right there good job good job by him f feeling that's that's more of a feel than than anything on that block so it happens too. Offensive line is super, super like intricate, and you really have to watch hand placement and leverage and things. So I think it's 
a lot of times I'm watching stuff. I try to explain as I'm watching. I like blank out on names. So I'm trying to watch a technique right here, but um, <clears throat> another, you have, a, you have a tight zone right here where they're, they're on that, they're on the ace combo block to the, to the Mike linebacker, ace combo block to the Mike linebacker. And you have Winters, who's the, who's the high leg. The high leg is literally the, the leg who's higher in the play. Um, for the most part, you could, you could have like the ricochet technique where it's more of shoulder to shoulder driving guys on combo blocks. But this is a good example of the, of the high leg where the high leg wants to come off. So the high leg really only wants to, which this actually is a ricochet as well. But a lot of like, you'll see some ricochets, you'll see them be hit the hip and drive guys where um, that happens at times. You really do want that, the, the higher guy. So, um, so shell or so, so Harrison can take over. So what happens here is, Harrison uses a um, scooch technique. So a scooch technique is really one of those things inside like a bucket step where you're like, you're, you're going to, you're going to open that the foot that you're trying to go towards. And it's just the one foot kind of coming back or, or brace step. This is more rickish or sorry. This is more of the scooch where this foot's coming back. This foot's going to come a little bit back. So you're going to lose ground vertically to gain it horizontally to get on that block so as he's losing that ground horizontally or vertically on the uh, scooch you're gonna have winters who who ricochets him into ricochet is basically like a shoulder check is basically what it is and that it comes with perfect timing as he scooches and drive to the ground so good scooch technique so like right here if he wasn't the scooch technique and he, and he just – and this defensive lineman, the tackle, pressed hard into the A-gap, he, he's going he's to get beat um, with, with the horizontal leverage where if you give some, some vertical, then you're going to be able to get um, the horizontal leverage that you need, well, obviously with the assistance from, from Winters, which he did a good job right there doing that and then climbing to the second level and getting on that block. It's a good block by Winters there um, for sure, but uh, also good job by Harrison with the, with the scooch technique and then driving. Like I said, don't give up on the play. I, I like how – he isn't just, okay, he's blocked, drive, 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 boom, plant him to the ground, make him feel that. That's something you definitely um, like, like to see right there. So this next play is a hold by Harrison. Let's watch it together. I should start really reading my tweets before I do more of these with the offensive line because, it's, it's, like I said, it's a lot of information to process quickly while I'm explaining it. So, okay, so this is another angle. He needs to work on his, his, his angles getting to the second level right here. He's working to, especially at 71, you know, plays a backside and tries to like backdoor this. He needs to work to 52 on a different angle. It's another mid. It's I would say this is more of a mid zone where he's attacking the, like the outside hip of the uh, the tackle on that side. He knows that 52 is going to react to that side. The angles too is too vertical. So again, because of that, or because of that on this play, instead of trying to win horizontally, so win horizontally then get him. You know, it's almost like a reach block, but to the second level. So you want to gain that ground horizontally before trying to work vertical. So too vertical of an angle because of that 52 is, is going to win the play side gap on him. He wraps his arms up around him, holds him, and he gets, and it gets called back. You see the flag drop in right there after the, after the play. So he needs to work on his angles going to the second level for sure, especially on that play in the show, the play I showed before. All righty. Play 16 of 21, almost done with the, uh, the show and the reviews. Let's see. Yeah, so this is this is another one of those plays where he's, he's chasing a little bit. So like I said, there's there's positives and negatives. Um, he tries to help long out here as you know, long as blocking the the three tech. 
you know, kind of gives that little hammer right there, like I said, um, assisting on the pass block. But he turns his hips. You, you, I've said it before, I'm going to bring up another play. If you're blocking, um, you want to turn – they say turn the, the, the hips uh, or turn the turret, not the tank. So think about a tank and it's two parts. You know, the, the turret can turn while the, while the tank stays forward. If you turn the tank and the, the turret, it's harder for the, for the tank to get back in position, basically, is, is kind of the analogy. And he turns the, he turns the turret and the tank. So when you do that, it's going to be hard for you to pick up on that stunt right that they, that they run right there, that, that little TE stunt. And because of that, um, it actually doesn't even result in a sack, but that's because of other things that happened with that, uh, with the outside linebacker spinning inside and basically they collide, but he does get beat inside right here. So he got lucky that shell was kind of there, um, and inadvertently hit that guy over, but chasing the block, don't want to see chasing the block. Um, unless the play is almost over. If you're a tackle, you do it more, but you're in the center. There's a lot of stuff going on in the middle right there. You don't want to do that. So let's see. It's another play that's not that good. Snaps the ball. So it's hard. It's definitely harder for centers because they have to snap the ball and then, then get their hands on. So it is harder for them to not have like their hands low and stuff. But here, I think he's a little bit like almost like too aggressive with it where he leans right into it. You see, as he snaps the ball, he's right into that block and his hands is not on. So it's just, it's just his chest versus the guy's shoulder. And because of that, he, you know, the, the one tech controls his chest, controls his chest, controls his chest. And then just, it's like almost like pulled into an arm over by 98. So I would like to see him not get splashed right here. You know, listen, uh, snap that ball, run your feet a little bit. You don't have to lean into it. So he's leaning into it as well. So snap the ball, run your feet, then, then drop your weight into him with like a gallop or, you know, whatever it may be, but you can't just throw your, throw your chest into a guy. Cause he's, like I said, he's going to control you. And because of that, and a, and a few other reasons, you know, we're just looking at him right now. Um, he gets, he gets beat and Lutlele ends up getting on on the block. So he needs to get his hands inside, run his feet a little bit there before leaning into the block without his, without his hands on. So another example um, as well of him chasing a stunt. So they said, there's definitely positives. There's definitely negatives. It's, he's not an all-star. That's for sure. He's, if he could be average this year, I'll be pretty happy. So, Happens again is he's chasing the block a little bit. So, you know, you have Clowney who is lined up all over the place for the for the, the Texans. He's lined up, you know, in the A gap. He's sugaring that A gap. And they run a little bit of a, they run like another like like a TT stunt here, but this time with like a linebacker. So you have Clowney who's gonna penetrate, try to pull um Harrison his right and then hit Winters so opens up a, a lane for the defensive uh, tackle which it does because Harrison again turns the tank not just the turret so if he was to stay square right here you know shoot his like if he was to stay square shoot his hands but keep his his hips square his hips would be square to on a scrimmage he would pass off um, Winters if you're not watching the YouTube channel I can't, I can't really show you the motion I'm doing with my body but Keep his hips square to the line of scrimmage. So you see my shoulders, like not, not my shoulders, but my, my, I'm in a chair, so my, my hips are square. So you want to, you know, run your feet, pass them off, and then you're ready to, 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 to fight again with another guy. But because he turns his hips and opens his hips, look what happens. You have a big-ass gap right here. So he needs to just pass that block off, not chase that block to, to winter. So he gets trucked. But like I said, if, if he, even if he shuffled with them, so if, if his feet were square here, he shuffled, passed them over, he would be able to pick up on this uh, on this stunt, but because he chases it, he gets Donald hit a little bit. 
Um, it's not a big hit, but he does get him hit. So if the balls are not quick there, it, it most likely is a sack uh, or it could have been a sack of pressure or whatever, but not the best play from Harrison. Okay, that's this is a good play. So snaps the ball. He just anchors his feet down. You see, you see his feet are running right here, so he's like rooting. I call I call it you rooting your feet. So he just running his feet, roots his feet. Left arm comes over, over top. Right arm comes underneath. That it's like a, like I said with that. It's always like you always with the hands. You can shoot two hands. People shoot two hands, but you, for the most part, from what I've learned and what I believe and what I've watched, you want to shoot one too. So so you know, usually you want to do one with the under and then two over top with that clamp. It, it becomes a clamp. Some people call that clamp. Some people call that a clamp hand that comes over top half moon but usually you want to see in this situation right left but this one come, becomes more of left right because he's snapping the ball um but he is able to get perfect hand positioning uh right arm in um underneath here left arm over top and you could see good leverage uh pressure off the insteps keeps running his feet backwards keeps his anchor is most likely like bridging back which you're bridging back i, I can't tell let me see if i can watch this again out this is left arm reset it most likely does right – I think it's right there. You see, you see that flag right there, his hand right there? So left arm comes underneath. So both of his hands come underneath now instead of – when a guy is bull rushing, you want to lift. You want to lift them up and get underneath them. So you want to anchor down, lift up, um, which is what he does. Pressure off the insteps, nice leverage, lifts them up. And uh, he's getting pushed back a little bit, but good play by him. I, li I like that play. Next play, scooch technique. Okay. Yeah, he's just being ultra, like, this is like a scooch in in place. He's just being conservative right here. I, I, I like this. He's not trying to work him vertically too quick so he gets beat quickly. He just, he kind of runs his feet in like a scooch technique, covers covers his play side gap, which you're, like I said, you're, you want to cover the gap with your hips. So you could, you don't want to get just your upper body. So you don't want like reaching around to this. So the fact that he runs his feet in that like scooch technique he gets his hips in front of, of the gap. He gets his hips in front of the guy instead of just his hands. So I like that he runs his feet in that scooch technique type deal right there. Um, hands, can I see the hands? It looks like he's got his, his right arm gets underneath and inside. Yeah, so the right arm is good. Definitely right arm is good. Into the chest-ish, a little bit lower than the chest area. And he just shuffles, 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 and then works the guy to the second level. So... Good job uh, covering your gap, running your feet, getting your hands inside, pushing your guy to the second level. And uh, McGuire gets a big gain, not necessarily because of just that, but because that was one of the contributing factors. Last uh, play of the review, of uh, the Harrison review. Is he going to end on a bad note or a good note? Bad note. Okay. <clears throat> so let's see. This is because of the wide punch, so – he doesn't really get into a into a kick slide. This is supposed to be a a quick throw. This is so the Jets are running a a mesh set right here. So it's supposed to be pretty quick. So he's more of just like he, he is dropping back, but he's more of like rooting his feet. He's not really getting back into like a true kick slide. But well, like I seem do right here is if you're going to like more of root your feet, foot fire, get your hands inside. You see how his hand comes from wide right here? And guess what? His hand comes from wide, his chest gets controlled, he's never able to get his hands on. And, again, he's lucky that all other offensive linemen literally make the, the uh, guy he gets beat by trip. 
But if there were, if 61 and, you know, 68 weren't there, or, you know, if let's just say, even if uh, Long wasn't there, he had we trips right here. They got, they got trips over Long's back left foot. This is most likely a sack. So what I'd like to see him do right here is if there's an immediate threat to you in this situation, at least, um, like I said, to my beliefs, um, you want to run your feet a little bit. Even if you want to drop back a little bit, you got to shoot your hand though. You, I, I want to see him shuffle a little bit and you see how his chest is open right here. 90, take that chest right there. Shoot that right hand, boom, right into his chest. But it's a little bit late and wide. So if that chest is open, take it right there. He's, he's immediate threat, hit him. So hands come from wide and late. He gets beat. Um, like I said, I'd like to see better hands, more aggressive hands right here. Too passive on that block. And because of that, he gets, uh, he gets beat inside. And, you know, Donald ends up getting sacked, sacked not by <coughs> – sorry, the guy that uh, Harrison was blocking. But still, like I said, more, more active, aggressive hands I, I would have liked to see. So thank you for uh, listening. Uh, we have plenty of shows coming your way. Like I said, I'll figure out the show that I'm doing with, with um, Kyle Smith. Let me see the shows. Like I said, I have a ton of shows left. I have to do. I just did this one, Leo and Jenkins. I'm going to do with Kyle Smith. He wants to do that one with me, um, because he wants to break down some film and, and watch it with me and do all that stuff. Uh, we have Anderson and Harrison, which we did today, so I could actually delete that from my queue. I guess we have Williamson and Henry Anderson coming up. Um, as well, Shell and Herndon, Winters, May and Unwa. Then we have a show, Johnson, Burgess, Griffin. We have the recap with Marcus Coleman. We have the super, uh, the superlatives, the 53-man roster predictions, bold predictions, et cetera. And then on Twitter, like I said, I'm doing Tremaine Johnson today. Then we have a Unwa coming, May coming, Herndon coming, Winters coming, Burgess coming, Burgess coming, sorry, uh, and Griffin coming. So I appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, the show takes a crap load of work. If you could become a Patreon, that's that's really, really fantastic. I, I appreciate that more than anything. Um, if not, subscribe on YouTube, podcast app, uh, TOJ Space Film, Space Room. Leave it a five-star rating. If you could take two minutes, I like this about the show. I don't like this about the show. Or if you leave me a five-star, write something nice and then say underneath, I would like to see more guests or I'd like to see this or I'd like to see during the season, you bring on a beat reporter from another show. Like any, any, anything, you can always email me below at Joe, TOJ at gmail.com. I don't check that too much, but if I do check it, even if I see an email from a week ago, I'll email you back. I've done that quite a few times. Um, so those are all the spots, JoeRB31 on Twitter. I'll be back in a couple of days doing one of those reviews. I'll figure out what it is going to be um, later. And like I said, thank you for listening. I'll talk to you guys soon.